PA Turnpot is brought to you free by Anchor. On today's episode with special guest, Rich DeGroat, we will go into the NFL coaching carousel. We'll talk about the Saturday games, Sunday games, and the first ever Monday night wildcard weekend playoff game. We'll do a TTP, which will include props for the first time. Hit on a couple other sports news and notes, and then drop our W's and our L's. But first, a word from Anchor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PA Turn Pod, episode number 33, our NFL Super Wildcard Weekend Preview. Today, we are joined by a special guest. I'm Rob, with always Joel, and we are joined for the second time in our short lifetime by Rich DeGroat. How are you guys? Good, man. How about you, Rich? I'm good. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, always a pleasure to, uh, to be on with you gentlemen. Likewise. Throughout the, since you were on last time, Rob and I just talk and we're like, Hey, that Rich DeGroat episode, when we talk about this and that the hold, you know, playoff scenario with the Sixers, we won't get into that. We won't bring up bad juju's uh, this time around. <laughs> Rob's already <laughs> just sick to his stomach. Just throw my it. mouth a little bit. <laughs> But we're talking playoffs. The birds are in. The birds are in, ladies and gentlemen. We have successfully bookended the season because we had a preseason episode with a guest, and now we are post-week 18, right before the playoffs begin. And we bring back the same guest for the second time. <laughs> I think I actually might have said that the birds on that first episode were going to make it to the playoffs. I think I did. And I think I said a 10 win season. They oh, didn't geez. get the 10 wins, but yeah, that's why we didn't in. invite you back. You made us look bad. You know, the oh, man. I had them winning like five games. I had them going 17 and now. So like whatever. <laughs> well, 20, you know, after the, uh, after they sweep the playoffs too. Oh yeah, for sure. 72 dolphins are turning in their graves right now. <laughs> I did. However, put up uh, a prop for the Eagles to get, make the playoffs in preseason and that paid off tremendously. Thank God. I didn't take the giants to make the playoffs. That would have been a donation. <laughs> yeah. You'd have been giving money back. To yeah. This system. Right, been a tax you. right off. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the uh, super wild card weekend, you know, the whole sh- shebang that they're doing this year, uh, Rob, I think we're going to do a little bit of what sports roundup hit the, the yeah. diamond. Yeah, I, I threw one of these points on here for Rich specifically. Um, the first oh. one I just want to toss in before we get to the uh, the New York Knickerbockers. Um, John Lester has retired from baseball after 16 seasons. Whoa. Spent a majority of it with Boston. Spent a half of a season in Oakland. As you remember, that was the first like Billy Bean like mid-season huge deal when he traded UN assessment as for him. Uh, then he went to the, the Cubs, won the World Series the second year there. Uh, had a short stint in Washington and was traded at the deadline to the cards. The reason I bring this up is because I have a stat to share with you, gentlemen. Stat of the day. Um, yeah. Um, so, in 241 starts with Boston, would you guys like to guess John Lester's ERA? Dude. He finished with a 3.66 in his career. With Boston? He finished with a 3.66. In his entire career. So what do you think it is? So this is basically his first 241 starts because he came up with Boston. What do you think it was there? I mean, he was mean. He was very good. Uh, 256, that's a little high. Wasn't he the ace for them? Yeah. Uh, Uh, Never mind. (laughs) I'll go a 191. 
Uh, you can double it. So in 241 wow. starts with Boston, he had a 3.64 ERA. That's a little low, Rich. In 171 starts with the Cubs, he also had a 3.64 ERA. So wow. a model of consistency for his first 14-ish years in the uh, the majors. That's all I have. He got um, shelled a lot. Yeah, toward the end. Well, yeah, in the AL, of course, they had the the um, the DH. Yeah. And then he was kind of older with the Cubs. Um, True. Second little bullet point here. Oh, we found our first typo on the rundown. Um, the New York Knicks have traded for Cam Reddish. Cam they Reddish. have. They are now one Zion short of having the three-headed Duke monster back on the yep. court together. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to be quiet and let you guys talk about this one. Ooh. And I'll well, give that a plus for the Knicks. What did they give up? They only gave up draft picks for the him, right? They uh, gave up a 2025 projected <laughs> first rounder and, and Knox, right? And Knox. I'm sorry, oh, Knox hasn't he done anything. Yeah, they he gave up, oh, they play. gave up Kevin Knox. I didn't know that. Yeah, they gave up Kevin Knox. I think. I mean, picks. probably the biggest bust in that draft class out of almost anybody. He's got to be the worst uh, Kentucky player to come out the last like 10 years, right? Jesus. Yeah, him or uh oh man, what's his name? Tyler Eulis, maybe. Uh, I was gonna say maybe Tyler Eulis, Okafor. I mean, there's been a couple, but yeah, Kevin Knox has been nothing but yeah. now. Do you think that's just because of either injuries or not time on the court? I really don't know too much about the Knicks or Kevin. I kind of think he stinks. Does he really stink? Yeah, I, I haven't been blown away by him at all. Yeah. For somebody with that body type, that lanky, you know, swing defender, he's not. Reddish is an enormous upgrade, I think, for them. Yeah, because he's an actual rotation player. Yeah, and they got Solomon Hill, who's been on like 16 different NBA teams. So He's a a who he'd play for candidate because I didn't know he was in the league still. (laughs) Yeah, he's bounced around. uh, I remember at one point, I'm almost positive at one point, he – George Hill and Jordan Hill were all on the Pacers at the same time. <laughs> I think so. The Pacers have like some of the weirdest like name game type of things in history. Cause at one point they had, they of like the four players in NBA history who have been named TJ, they had three of them on their roster with, um, oh, they, yeah, cause wow. they had TJ McConnell, TJ Leaf and TJ Warren all at the same time. The only yeah. one that was exempt was TJ Ford. And then the one year they had the three hills that weren't related to each other on the same team. And then they had two holidays and it's confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm starting like, to think uh, their general manager is like a six year old and just like <laughs> gravitates to things that are similar. Now, don't we have TJ on the, on the roster? Why is he still on free? No, we'll just Why do we have three team. of them? Let's grab them all. Um, I would grade this as a plus for both teams. I mean, Atlanta dumps Cam Reddish. You know, he's not really do nothing in Atlanta. They pick up Knox, whatever that is, yeah. um, and then they and they get a first round pick out of it, and they can use that to either build before the deadline or in the off season to continue to you know make a run at the playoffs and get a chip out of it. And the Knicks, so, they unload a, uh, Knox. He's not doing nothing. They get Reddish, yeah. but That's Reddish plays upgrade. the same. But he plays the same position as Evan Fournier, who got paid and has been balling out. So I don't know what you do with that. Well, you only need Fournier for the games against Boston and then uh, the games <laughs> yeah, where you the don't play the Celtics. Yeah. And otherwise, you're going to be fine. I don't understand the um, – so I get it from the the Knicks standpoint. Pick up a rotation player, you know, a, a wing that can move and, you know, put the ball on the floor and shoot a little bit. But what 
what do you think was the motivation for Atlanta to do this? Because it feels like they just gave a, a player away for, for you know, something that they're not going to need like have for like four years. Yeah, I think there's not enough balls in Atlanta's, you know, system. Cam Reddish is ready to, you know, show out. He was hurt a lot in his rookie year. So I think, you yeah. know. He was hurt last year too in the playoffs. I'm yeah, getting sure. some time, getting some time under his belt. I actually think he's like the most talented. He reminds me a little bit of like Anthony Edwards when I think of Cam Reddish. Just like a guy with all the intangibles just not quite there yet. So who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll be something in New York. Yeah, the when, big uh, lights. When that draft happened, so I don't watch a ton of college basketball anymore now that the Sixers are basically out of the tankathon. Um, when that draft happened, when they were talking about Cam Reddish, the entire time, I'm probably wrong, but I felt like you could have cut and pasted that and like use it for Andrew Wiggins. Like it seemed like they were so similar player wise. I'm sure they're very like Wiggins is not as good of a shooter, but what everything they said about Cam Reddish during the draft when he was taken, I was just like they're talking about Andrew Wiggins. Like, and if he can become yeah. Wiggins, I guess that's a that's a good, especially the way Wiggins has played this year. If he can become Wiggins and I guess that's a plus for the New York Knicks. That's a big pickup, yeah, for sure. He'll help yeah. in the playoffs, I'm sure. I think that motivation was also like, like I said earlier, like he wasn't really playing much, and they're pretty much loaded with their starting five as is. They're set, and they get a first round out of it, and those are coveted. Those first round draft picks. Yeah, now, is it a lottery pick? What is it from Charlotte, right? Originally, like, somebody like that. Yeah. yeah mm. So I mean, you never know. It's so far in the future. Yeah, like. But it's a first round, and then they can always package it with somebody else they want to unload or try to get. So, I mean, it's a win-win. It's all yeah, about what? the deals. Yeah, Atlanta is pretty loaded on the wing. I mean, if you count Lou Williams Herter, as a right? wing, you have Herter, Bogdanovich. Williams is technically a shooting guard. Hunter? DeAndre Hunter is there. TLC has been playing good minutes for him. Collins. John Collins is basically a wing. I mean, he's a four, yeah. but he, he plays he on the perimeter paid. enough. He got paid. And then Gallo him. is also a perimeter. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Maybe <laughs> yeah, must he got be. A- yeah, I wonder yeah, if they're like, trying to free up money for uh, like a, a deadline move if they want redacted, maybe. Well, I mean, they were trying to get him, and then all of a sudden, Sixers like, they hey, throw in top Toby. They're like, nah, we'll stop <laughs> right there. We ain't getting yeah. Tobias Harris. Yeah, oh, we don't need yeah. big Doughboy on the perimeter. Now, would, would you, you trade? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I think we're going to say the same thing. Were you going to ask if they would trade Tobias for uh, John Collins straight up? Yeah, basically. I Because I would. You wouldn't take John Collins? No, I'm saying Atlanta Atlanta's not doing that. You would have to throw in a pick or something to, to make it. A yeah, you'd have to butter that deal up. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was proposed to me, like, hey man. Oh, uh, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would we'll give up John Collins. I'm like, oh, all right. That's like I would I would meet you at the airport with spies <laughs> myself. Um, but also the talks were that Cam Reddish was on the table for redacted. And probably other players and stuff. That would make they, sense. But then they threw in Tobias Harris, and then that's when they were like, we'll stop <laughs> right there. And that's then, fine. Would you have yeah, liked... Nobody wants to pick up an 80-plus million dollar salary for a guy yeah. who can't average 15 a night. <laughs> Tobias was thrown into the deal, and then the Hawks were like, oh, I guess we'll give you Trey Young for him. And six <laughs> was like, that's not enough. Oh, um, my goodness. Um, would you have taken John Collins and Cam Reddish for... 25 if that were the if that were what you were offered from the uh from the hawks 
I don't know if it works salary wise. Maybe you have to throw in some picks to make it work, or maybe if I put in like a contract. John Collins and Trey Young. No, Not Collins and um Reddish. Uh, what's it? Reddish for Ben and Solomon yeah. Hill. He was expendable yeah, apparently. Whatever you have to I do mean, to make, uh, to make yeah, salary I, work. I would. Ben Ben's wasted space. Yeah, I agree. In a contract. Right now. They're Did wasting Embiid. He's averaging like 27, 10, and yeah. four his last 10 he's games. He's about an average 30. Yeah, he, he's, he's been average. incredible his last 10. Barkley yeah, my man. props. He's shooting step back threes now. Shuffle step, side step threes. <laughs> yeah. Ben, I'm sorry, but yeah, he you can't be seven foot and not be able to shoot the three ball. You, you I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he's gonna fit in at. Four and a half years ago, if you asked me, uh between Simmons, Fultz, and Embiid, in four years, which one of the three will have the best three point percentage and will shoot the most? I would be like, oh, it's easy. It's gonna be Fultz, and then you know, Simmons will probably start shooting again, like he kind of did in LSU, and then Embiid will just be a big guy in the post. Embiid's like taking what, like four threes a game and yeah. singing like one and a half of them. Yeah. Those are I mean, the props there. Is Fultz even in the league? Speaking of Fultz, yeah. I know he tore his ACL last year. I don't know if he's back yet. I think he's on the Magic still. He's with the he's with Orlando. Wow, wow, and he's balling out down there. That's, that's where careers go to die mm, or resurgence. Unless you you're Victor Oladipo. Yeah, you guys remember? Well, Tobias was on the Magic at one point too. Yeah, he was. He was somehow doughier there than he is here. <laughs> Orlando is seven and thirty-five right now. Fultz is uh, still injured. It seems he played eight games last year, averaged twelve point nine points a game. He shot twenty-five percent on threes. Hey man, it's better than redacted out here. Eighty-nine percent at the line. I mean, so his form must have been coming back a little bit. But yeah, it's really a shame what happened. I saw a video on Twitter this morning of his college highlights, and I'm like, I remember sitting on the computer watching. Him and Lonzo and yeah, who else was in that draft? Um, uh, oh, Tatum was in that draft. Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. How do you take Markel Fultz first overall? In, in hindsight, yeah, but at, at the in time hindsight. he he looked like Bradley Beal and James Harden, all of their good qualities mixed together, and he looked unstoppable. And even in summer league, he looked like a a totally different player. And then all of a sudden, everything went sideways. Sixers got. Honestly, that draft, they had no shot. Tatum was I even even with how Fultz was, Tatum had the most potential to be a yeah. superstar. And Lonzo being Lavar. Yeah, had, that, LA, that was like a, a lock. Yeah, that ruined the Sixers' chances of getting really anybody because I'm pretty sure they tried out Tatum and were like, yeah, you're too soft or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wonder if they questioned the fit because at the time they still had Covington and they still had uh, Dario. True. And Simmons was supposed to be coming back the, that, that year. So it's like we have three big wings and true one of them can dribble. Kind of, and we haven't seen him in the pros yet, which was Ben. And then, I mean, I don't know. Fultz made the most sense because you needed an off-ball guard to play with, yeah. um, whatever. Uh, I mean, nobody was mad at him. When they, nobody was yeah. mad at him when they drafted him. It's just what happened to be. It was like, oh. Do you think Boston yeah. had they? So the Sixers traded up from three to one to get the Fultz. Do you think Boston still takes Tatum first overall, and they were putting up a smoke screen to get the Sixers to load up on assets to move up? Because they traded yeah. a lot to get up. They traded another first-round pick in the future, and they traded that yeah. current pick, and I'm pretty sure they threw in some seconds. I'm pretty sure. Could that rivalry Danny Ainge is yeah. the Grinch. Look at him. Because they had Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. They weren't going to take another point guard. 
Yeah. He's about to be Jerry Jones in the next five years, whatever <laughs> he's looking Danny like. Ainge. Danny Ainge is the uh, the king of almost making deadline moves. <laughs> yeah, he, that team's oh going nowhere. Good. I mean, Celtics hey, are going no nowhere until they get until they get twenty five for Jalen Brown, and then twenty five averages ten, ten, and ten. The barely uh, triple double. I would love that deal. I would I'll take, take Jalen Brown. Brown. Yeah. I've, I love Jalen Brown. Does Jalen want to play here, though? Who cares? Even if he doesn't oh, want to play here, if he plays, then it, it, he's still a, a net positive compared to what's on the roster right now. I mean, I want to – because, like, all right, when I say that, it's like when his contract is up, he's like, all right, I'm out. So well, every star player out. is out at this point. I mean, every, there's been so much shuffling in the league. If you if you entered a coma in 2018 and woke up now, <laughs> the entire league is different. You're like, oh, Russ is not loyal anymore? Harden's where Durant's back. What Kyrie Irving can't play home games. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's where? Yeah. Well, that one at least made sense. Cause he has like the, uh, the LA ties, but you're like Anthony Davis is where, Oh, he's bad now. Giannis won oh, okay. up with the bucks. Yeah. What? Right. Their second best player was drew. Holl- how, how, how'd they get hit? And, like, bucks might different. go back. I think that's my bucks. preseason prediction. Dude, bucks dude. might go back. That yeah. game last night against the Warriors was a statement. They, Granted, they, yeah, they, they beat the crap out of them, right? Yeah, they they, they were up forty at half. Yeah. So, oh, it was by like the way, eighty-two um, to forty. Uh, well, the thing geez, is that no, there's no Draymond Green, and then you got Clay Thompson on minute restrictions, and no Wiseman. I don't know if he'll be back, but still, I don't even know when he'll be. They back. handle business against the Warriors. Did you uh, did you guys watch any of the um? the Chicago Nets game we talked about the other night. I did watch that game. So they went on like, didn't the Nets go on like a 40 to 10 run at one point? It was 62 to 60 yeah. at halftime. They won by, they won 138 to 112. Who? Who won? The, uh, the Nets. Yeah. They, they outscored them like what? 70 to 40 in the second yeah. half. Nets actually want to hope that they're the lower seed. I guess in yeah, I guess the so. playoffs. Unless so they're willing they to pay the four fines. away games. Unless, they Unless want to they're the willing to pay the fines, but I doubt they're paying the fines. Yeah. Because Kyrie so ain't taking a dollar out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, oh my well, that yeah. whole situation yeah. is just crazy, though. It's, it's nuts to think about. Um, like even Wiggins caved. To play in uh in California. Did. Yeah. And he's having he's having the best year of his life so far. So yeah. maybe Kyrie's gonna have a career year like a renaissance if he gets uh if he gets his little shot. I can't wait to see what happens in the playoffs. See what happens with that noise. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um so baseball appears to be making some headway. They had a meeting yesterday, the owners and the players. Uh the MLB proposal includes funneling a little bit extra money to players with at least two years of service time. And awarding draft picks to teams who do not manipulate service time of young players. So, are you guys familiar with like the um, the six year whatever it is for young players in Major League Baseball? So the Cubs did it with Chris Bryant. Uh, the Phillies did it with Michael Franco. Um, I'm sure teams. I, I think the Mets did it with Syndergaard, where um, you get six full se- or five full seasons, I believe, or six full seasons of a player before he hits free agency. But if you call him up like three weeks into a season, they uh. Like it doesn't count as a full season. So like Chris Bryant was technically a club for like se- a club for seven years or whatever, because they called him up yeah, for every season. It's so, a loophole. 
Yeah, it's, it's a loophole with service time. So the MLB is trying to eliminate that by offering draft picks to teams that don't do that. Um, like I think when Trevor Story made his debut, he was on the actual roster on opening day. Players like that, like you get, you get rewarded for that. Um, and then they're also proposing a lottery system to discourage tanking. Uh, the meeting mm-hmm. took place on Thursday. There was no deal agreed. However, they might be moving closer to one. The ball is now in the Players Association's court because now they have to provide a counter proposal. We'll find out more about that. I have notifications on for Ken Rosenthal and Jeff Passan, so hopefully if anything comes up, we'll hear about it. Um, and at this point, spring training is in jeopardy of being delayed because it will – pitchers and catchers will have been reporting in, what, like two weeks from now, so. In February, I believe. Mm, Fun stuff. Yeah, I'm glad baseball's making some moderate changes because, yeah. honestly, this last season, the whole double headers being seven innings and – Runners starting on second base. I hate that rule. Extra innings. That's honestly, I'm sorry. That's the most fraudulent rule changes. <laughs> you're I've altering. Yeah, you're altering the the history books. This is the seven inning doubleheaders. I don't really care. It's 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 shorter. It's actually more entertaining. True. Uh, the extra inning rule. I understand games were going 16 to 18 innings, but it's such a. It's almost like the shootout in hockey. You're just yeah. It's a part it's of the all game. Luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what college football did where the after the second overtime, it was just, you know, you run two-point conversions from the two. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it was like Penn State played, and it was like they went to eight overtimes, and the final score was like yeah. 20 to 18. I'm like, how did that happen if they went to eight overtimes? And then I realized <laughs> the rule was different this year. Yeah, It was one play per overtime. Like, how the hell does that work? I kind of actually like that one, the two-point conversion. At a certain point, maybe after a couple overtimes, that's what baseball is doing wrong. A little bit. Yeah. The the thing with baseball is they're doing that right away. They should wait until like the 12th inning or something. Give them a couple innings to figure it out. Give them three innings to figure it out. Nine or 10, 11, 12. After one time through the lineup, you can't score. We're just going to, we're going to force a winner. Yeah. Heads or tails. That's how they, at that point, you're better off flipping a coin (laughs) because the road team has such an advantage because they're playing from ahead. And it's really tough for home teams to do it. I, the um, it's just I don't know, especially in the playoffs. Hopefully, well, they didn't do it this year, I don't think. But last year in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure they did. Jesus, I also believe that they did. Uh, and then one other note from baseball: uh, the Yankees hired. Um, I'm going to say her name and, and correctly. Hopefully not. Uh, Rachel Balkovic, Balkovic, to manage their low A affiliate, the Tampa Tarpons. She's the first female manager in the history of any professional baseball league that has ever been affiliated with Major League Baseball. So we got the first GM in Miami with Kim Ng. Now we have uh, Rachel doing the uh, day-to-day managerial duties for the low-A ball team for the Yankees. The players seem to respect her. I think it's a good good move for baseball. It's going to help a lot, because especially for a sport that's desperate to bring in new fans, they can probably sell this to the um, the young – Young girls out there. Yeah, then, uh, after all, all that drama they had going on last yeah. year. Yeah. Baseball's desperate. Um, and do you guys want to talk about the Portland Pickles mascot? I don't know if Richard even knows about this. So this mascot. I, I tried to look it up. <laughs> so the Portland Pickles are uh, uh, like a semi-pro team or a professional wood bat team in, uh, in Portland. Yeah. Um, it's the biggest scandal in baseball history, bigger than the, uh, the Black Sox throwing games. Bigger than um, all the the biogenesis scandal, the Mitchell report. Uh, the mascot appears to have put a dick picture on Twitter, and then <laughs> tagged Manscaped in the uh, in the picture and tagged. Uh, who was the person he tagged? He tagged like Skittles, 
Oscar uh, Myers. Uh, yeah, and, uh, was and it uh, this some... guy named Justin Dick Meyer? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> class. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, a valid post. I see nothing wrong with it. That's hilarious. Um, so, real quick, I have two Eagles. Um, I guess TBTs or FBFs. Um, yesterday was the four-year anniversary of the Eagles Falcons divisional round game. That was the game that took more years off of my life than the Super Bowl <laughs> or the Vikings game. Uh, do you guys remember a lot from that game where they beat the Falcons? It was what 15-10. Matt Ryan, the final play, trying to throw it up to Julio. Julio slipped. They had a fullback on the field, flanked out. Well, it was a weird play that the uh, the Falcons ran, but what a weird. I just know it was wasn't it questionable pass interference? It was. Well, I know Mills definitely touched Julio. Yeah, Um, Mills was in his mitt the whole play. I remember. And then he forgot how to jump because the ball (laughs) went up and Mills just went like like a cat jumping. Uh, (laughs) and they still almost completed the pass. Um, that was the the beginning of that run, was it right before halftime when falls through probably what would have been one of the ugliest interceptions of all time, and it bounced off of um, Keanu Neal's thigh right to Torrey Smith, and then he took it up to midfield, and then Foles completed a pass, and I think they kicked a long field goal before half with Elliott. Um, did you guys believe at that point in time, or was it kind of just like, oh, well, I guess they kind of beat the Falcons or whatever? Dude, I was... I think I lost my voice watching that game. I was so stressed watching that game. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I that game stressed me. were a good team that year, weren't they? Yeah, they, they beat were... the Rams. I have a note coming up soon about the Falcons' first-round win that year. Yeah, um, wow. I'll get to that when we do our picks. Falcons were an excellent team. They were coming off the Super Bowl the previous year. Well, yeah, Super Bowl appearance, wow. and Matt Ryan was the reigning MVP. Julio was still in his prime. Devontae Freeman was playing well. They didn't use him a whole lot that game. Tevin Coleman was actually the more useful of the backs that game. And the Eagles secondary was suspect all year. So they, they should <laughs> have won always. that game. Yeah. As always. I still can't believe they won the Super Bowl with Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills as their corners. And uh, uh was it Patrick Robinson was a slot guy. Patrick Robinson, who Actually made a lot of big plays. He was probably the best that pickup that offseason. Him and Alshon <laughs> yeah. and you know Chris Long were just like the and uh Tim Journey, like they made a lot of good pickups that offseason. Tori Smith. Tori Smith, Tori Smith I, I yeah. mean, dude, that whole Super Bowl team, if you look at it, it's crazy that like Corey Clement was our best player in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he led the team in receiving yards the Super Bowl. He was, he was he awesome had, that year. He oh was my awesome god, that year. Yeah, he, he was. And like just to think there were no stars really on that team. At yeah. all, besides Ertz, I guess, at the uh, time. Fletcher Cox, I guess. Alshon Fletcher was Cox. kind of <laughs> – like, Alshon was probably, what, like the 20th best receiver in the league. Yeah, Alshon. They had Ooh. seven running backs on that team. Uh, Corey Clement scoring three touchdowns on his birthday was pretty funny because they blew out the Denver Broncos. Yeah. So that Broncos game um, – I don't know if we're ever going to talk about that team again, but that Broncos game was the day I started to think the Eagles had a chance to win the Super Bowl. When the first touchdown wow. of the game was Wentz kind of rolling out, running parallel to the line of scrimmage, and then just kind of floating it up, and Alshon took it in, and that place went berserk. And I was like, I don't know, man. They <laughs> they haven't beaten a real team yet, but I don't know, man. They they might have it. That place is electric that day, and they, they dropped a 50 spot on, like, the fifth-best defense in the NFL. Wow. I still remember that day very vividly. Yeah, dude, Wentz, man. Sad. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we got the best out of him. He might be doing this podcast next year. I don't know. He might not have a job anymore. 
Honestly, that Houston was the best me. case scenario that they lost. Oh, that was though, perfect, wasn't it? Because now the Eagles will stay underneath the 20th pick. Yeah, they have 15, our... 16, and 32 this year. Oh, wait, what? 32? Well, that'll be determined in a few, like a month or so. Oh, well, yeah. I, yeah well, that's why <laughs> I, I said same, under. Yeah. I had the same reaction when he said 32. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're winning the chip. Let's go. Well, 15 <laughs> and 16 is a, is a pretty good scenario because you can get, you don't have to worry about somebody poaching one of your guys. You can just take them both back to back or trade one of those picks or package them if you want. I'm sorry. Um, Eagles have to get, not to get off topic, but draft needs are secondary which there's a decent amount of secondary talent it's a good and from cincinnati sitting out there linebacker yeah and i was gonna say if you're not going d-line you need us like a scout linebacker like not somebody not even a run stuffer maybe somebody like alex singleton who can go sideline to sideline yeah, that's how the nfl linebacker. is now yeah you look at the look at the niners they have fred warner and um who was the uh, was it kinlaw they they have like athletic big guys in the front seven, and that's how they're winning. Exactly. Like look at the Cowboys too. Ew, I Micah. said the name. Yeah, Micah. They have Demarcus Lawrence at the end. They have just athletic edge rushers and athletic linebackers. Um, yeah. So a, a couple of days ago was also the three year anniversary of the Alshon Jeffrey drop in New Orleans. Um, if he doesn't drop that, do you think they win that game? Yes. We'll, yeah. we'll kind of breeze through. <laughs> if they win that game, do you think they go to LA and beat the Rams for the second, the yes. third time in two years? Yes. Do you think they beat Kansas them. City or the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Patriots, no. maybe. I don't think they beat the Pats again. Wait, that's back-to-back Super Bowls for the Birds. And yeah, it, and it would have been if everything still went the way it did in the AFC, would have been back-to-back for the Pats. Three in a row for the Pats. Yeah, I see, I, I think they make the Super Bowl. Eagles make the Super Bowl if Alshon does not drop that ball. I don't know if they beat the Rams. That's what everybody says about that game is, oh, they would have won the Super Bowl if they didn't. Drop the pass. It's the same thing with the Sixers. If the Kawhi shot didn't go in, they still had a whole round after that. <laughs> they still would have had to beat sure. the Bucks, and the Eagles would have had to beat the Rams. But it seemed like that. the NFL wanted the Rams to go to the Super Bowl that year because of the fact they they blatantly missed that pass interference in New Orleans. Not me. And then the next year, they missed a push-off in New Orleans with the, uh, the Vikings, <laughs> which I'll get to in a little bit, too. Wait. um, Yeah, that year was the year it was what? 13-9, or what was the Super yeah, Bowl? It was, it, was, it was like 13-6. to six. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was the game. worst Super Bowl I think I've ever seen, and the Rams were the most electric offense I that know. year. Unbelievable. That's why I think the Eagles would have steamrolled Brady again. That's mm-hmm. fair. That's why I made a very calculated, um, bold assessment about the uh, the Chargers and Raiders game the other day. I think that truly was the better than the last three Super Bowls because it was better than that Rams Patriots one. It was better than the the uh, the Niners KC one, and it was better than last year's. Yeah, last year's was a snooze too. Um, guys, it was worse than what we expected. It was thirteen three. Oh um, my! What? Oh wow! I thought was... they had nine. I thought they kicked three field goals. I know the only touchdown was Gronk, right? Uh, the field goals happened in the second quarter. All of them? Uh, no, oh no, excuse me. The third quarter was for the Rams. What was the only the, the touchdown was Gronk? Was it I know he made a big catch at the end to put them in field goal range to yeah, kind of put the game on be, ice, but yeah, the only touchdown happened in the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't see exactly where it is, but uh yeah. I who cares? It was either Gronk or Edelman or one of those guys. I think it was Edelman, actually. 
I know Gronk made a big catch on like a third down and pretty much put the game on ice. Um, it wasn't it wasn't Legarrette Blunt when he went back to the Patriots after beating them the following the oh, previous no. year? It was a Sony Sony Michelle. Uh, must have been oh wow. Gave the lead with a touchdown run. Yep. Goff threw for 229. Brady threw for 262. Their combined passer ratings were probably not even close to what Brady's was on his own the previous year. Brady broke like every Super Bowl record known to man and somehow didn't win. So when they tell me, could we have beaten the Rams? Yeah, we definitely could have beaten I mean, the Rams. They did already that year. They beat him in Foles' first start. When uh, he threw that one deep ball, both Alshon and Aguilar were wide open next to each other. <laughs> That's another one. Nelson Aguilar had his best career year, that Super Bowl yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, two great ones, the eight, 17 and 18. Jesus. So, I mean, we could have definitely. Yeah, and then he kind of fell off when uh, Wentz came back. Yeah. And he had the burner account on Twitter saying Foles threw a better deep ball and everything. So, <laughs> things kind of went sideways when Wentz came back. Oh, that's right. Jim Nance and Tony Romo did that. What the heck? They did that. Though they did last year's too. Didn't they? This is Michaels and Collinsworth this year, right? First time since the Eagles won. That was unbelievable. It'll be. Oh Tavoya's wow! Final, I like that. Uh, it'll be I Michelle like Tavoya's final game with NBC. Before oh, uh, wow. she, yeah, she's, she's quitting and they're replacing her with uh, Catherine Tabin. Um, so let's dive into the NFL coaching carousel. It's just a big merry-go-round with uh, hopeless franchises and Miami. <laughs> um, so Denver relieved Vic Fangio of his duties. Miami got rid of Brian Flores, and then we'll get to that. We'll dive into that in a moment. Chicago, Matt Nagy, Minnesota, Mike Zimmer. Giants got rid of high school Harry, and then Houston got rid of David Culley. Um, do you guys kind of want to give any thoughts? I, I'm going to guess most of the uh, thoughts are going to be directed toward Miami. But uh, do you guys have any thoughts about any of the other coaching vacancies or uh, any predictions who's going to take over? I don't have, that I do not. But I have a couple. Nagy. Nagy yeah. will get rehired. Somewhere. I think and he'll be so will Zimmer. So will Zimmer. Zimmer will get rehired somewhere. People like him because yeah, he's raw. Unless Fangio retires, I think he'll be a uh, a coordinator. And then uh, Judge will probably be back to being a special teams guy. Cully will get a job somewhere. And I think Flores will definitely get a head coaching job. Yeah. The whole Brian Flores thing, that's honestly just a you might as well have spat in the man's face. No one's beaten Belichick three out of out of their last four. Yeah. And he's done it with ease pretty much. And did it twice this year. Yeah, that's that hasn't probably yeah. happened in 20 years. I, I don't even that think a, the Bills beat him twice last year. Nope. Um so Flores, the, the report came out the other day. I was reading this. It was written by Benjamin Solak, who used to work for um uh SB Nation with the Eagles. Um he wrote a piece about the the rift between Flores and Miami's management was Miami really was dead set on taking Tua. Flores did not want him, and he, he still didn't Herbert. want him. He wanted Herbert. So, I mean, they got yep. rid of the guy that was right. It feels almost like a Roseman situation where Roseman and Lurie both wanted to kind of find a quarterback to replace Wentz, but Peterson kind of wasn't in on that. And then it just kind of blew up. They got rid of the guy that was right, and they kept the guys that were wrong. It almost feels like uh, – a Philly situation. What are your guys' thoughts on uh but first of all, the the fact that they were that wrong on Tua is astounding. And then the fact that they got rid of Flores because he just disagreed with it is also just ridiculous. He didn't see eye to eye with all the players, but it a lot he got a lot out of the uh the fringe players on that roster, like the undrafted guys and yeah. the late round picks. Yeah, I mean, I think turnaround wise, he's 
a game under 500 in his last three years and the Dolphins were a dismantled franchise. And then, yeah, not taking Herbert, anybody would have took Herbert. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't know who the scouts are and whatnot. (laughs) Tua was injury riddled coming into the NFL. He has no arm. Herbert can throw the ball. Honestly, anywhere. I think Herbert's got the strongest arm in the NFL. I, I could be, it still could be, I guess, uh, maybe Josh Allen, yeah. Mahomes, obviously. But I think Herbert, accuracy-wise, has the strongest arm in the league. Herbert and, reminds me of a young Matt Stafford. But yeah, like, or even mobile. like Luck. Yeah. yeah you're Somebody not like that. He's he, smart, too. It's not like do he turns the ball over a lot. He could do anything on the but, field. Um, him, yeah, I mean, dude, terrible floor, what they did to Flores. I mean, terrible. especially after what they just saw in week 18 with uh, the Chargers and Raiders, and you saw how wrong you were. So he's like, out of spite, you just get rid of Brian Flores even more. Oh, my God, what a player he is. Like, that was just dumb. Do you guys think that Herbert – do you guys think Herbert is better than Burrow? Yes. Because I do, and I think I've been kind of standing by that for a while now. Burrow was taken first overall because of the, you know, the whole connection there. Yeah, he had a big year. He had a connection there. I I don't know. I, I agree with that. And week 18 was even more of a statement. Yeah. He he's I think you'll player. see Herbert Burrow and I mean got Lawrence in there? That's Trevor Lawrence. That's that's kind of like I guess your big Ben and you know, I don't want to use Brady, but like those two guys are going to be, I guess, the new, you know, faces of the AFC for the next, you know, 15 years. Mahomes you know. is still there. I mean, God, oh, yeah, Mahomes too. It'll be Mahomes, yeah. Herbert, Burrow. Like that's that's the AFC right there. That AFC and West. Lamar Jackson nasty. too. Lamar Jackson. Well, you have really a, a lot Lamar. of young QBs. It's crazy how fast the NFL flips from the Rodgers, Brady, you know, Roethlisberger, Manning. Luck. Peyton Manning, and then all of a sudden, boom, influx of just amazing talent, young guys. Oh, yeah. Even sure. wide receiver, man. People don't realize some of these old guys, I'm talking about the 28-year-olds, like Will Fuller's of the world, those type of guys, them jobs ain't going to be available anymore. These kids are coming out. You see Jackson Smith and Jigba? Yeah, I'll tell you what, he'll be number one on a depth chart. Jameson Williams, year. you know, God willing. All those Waddle, all these kids, they're they're, they're yeah. built different. It's just not the same. Yeah. In fairness, we said that about Rashad Bateman and uh, Laquan <laughs> Treadwell too, and they and Denzel Mims. But I think you're going to hit on more of these young receivers than you are not going to. You know, for every Rager, there are two or three. You know, Judy's and um, you know whatever's uh, Justin Jefferson's and T Higgins's. Yeah, even look at T. Higgins, somebody who is kind of, uh, you know, under the radar a little bit. That yeah, kind of feel like pick. that's that's what Justin Ross would have been like if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, uh, with that neck injury. But like even like that, like who would have thought T. Higgins would have such production? Like I would take T. Higgins over a lot of guys. I think Higgins really needs are. a good quarterback, though. I don't know if he could be a number one on a team or even a number two on a team that doesn't like if he was playing with Tua. 
know, in college, he had Lawrence, and mm-hmm. I don't remember if he played with um with uh, what's his name uh the, Watson. Yeah, I don't th- I don't remember if he, he if he did he, he was probably a freshman, yeah. but you know he had Lawrence in college, and then he went straight to the pros with Perro, and I know they had like Ryan Finley or whatever last year, but mm-hmm. and like Brandon out like all the fake quarterbacks, but he gets a good quarterback and boom, just like to the moon. Yeah. He's a great player. I thought he was going to be a better pro than CD lamb and I was dead wrong about it. And I'm glad that I got buried on my Twitter somewhere <laughs> because that wide receiver draft was nuts. And the, uh, the worst of them all is on the uh, Eagle somehow. Do you want the birds to take a wide receiver this year? We talked about this the other day. If Jamison Williams is there at 32, or if you're in the second round and you have him sitting in your lap, I would almost definitely take him. I don't want another one early. I'd rather they go out and sign an Allen Robinson or something in free agency or make a run, excuse me, I at agree. like a, a veteran guy, even if it is like a Will Fuller who will give you six games a year. Yeah. It, it, like an older guy that might be able to help, like an Emmanuel Sanders, like something like that that can help you. I just don't want like a – I don't want one of those middle-tier receivers. I don't want them to go and sign, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne or <laughs> – <laughs> uh, like Jamison Crowder. Like, I want a legitimate receiver here. <laughs> Shots. Um, how about Braxton Berrios? I already talked to nauseum about this. But Braxton Berrios, nice slot guy for the Eagles. They're and already producing like... Braxton Berrios Patriots jerseys on Fanatics. I don't know what you're getting at here. <laughs> I'm hoping Belichick wow. doesn't pick him up. But... I would love a slot. If they could get, like, um, think about it. I think I mistakenly said Tyrell Williams was still a thing. I'm pretty sure he retired, but like if they can get like a fast guy that can either run deep or play the slot, that would be all like a Jamison Crowder honestly would be a, a good pickup for him. Hmm. I, mean, I mean, do we have some cap? I know we do. Yeah. Well, Wentz comes off the books. I'm almost positive this upcoming season. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, they're going to so keep they can... restructuring these guys too, like Lane and Brooks and all these guys are going to keep getting their signing Brooks. bonuses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. if So I think Jeffrey is, if he's still on the books, will be off if he's not already. Um, He'll be off. I think they can cut uh, J-Jaw without a cap penalty after his third year. I mean, is is B. Graham coming back? No, right? No, I I think think he's he's under contract. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, I I can't see him playing anywhere else. Yeah, I can't see him playing anywhere else either. so. Even though he's coming back, I would still pick up a linebacker. I mean, it'll suck yeah. for hurt his pride because he think he'll get like I don't know, replace or whatever. You'll need but an edge rusher too. You'll need you'll need a backup because he gets injured, he, and God forbid anybody else gets injured. You need linebacking, just like Rich said earlier. Aiden Hutchinson is not a first overall pick either. I don't know I don't what think these so guys are doing. He he's the fourth. Uh, he's the he's third. The Bosa. Max Crosby or like yeah, he's not even. I wouldn't even compare him to a Bosa or a Watt. Yeah, he's a he's Dante Fowler just at a bigger college. Yeah, look, I I think he got a lot of hype because I mean Michigan ran the table, I guess, and he yeah. he did have a good game against Ohio State, but that's only one game. I mean, the kid at Alabama is better, and uh, he's only a sophomore. Oh, I forget his name. What's his, uh, Will 30? Anderson? Yeah, he's better. <laughs> By a long that's shot. That's crazy. Man. If you're taking an edge rusher first overall, he needs to be a sure thing, like a like a Miles Garrett, or even one of the Bosa brothers. Like it, the two Bosa brothers are both animals. Like you need a sure thing at, at first overall if you're taking an edge rusher. Yeah, like even like, Thibodeau out of Oregon, he's not even, you know, maybe a top eight pick, but probably not a first pick in the draft. Yeah, I, I'm not taking any D line <laughs> first overall this year. That's all I've uh, seen on everybody's no, draft board yeah. is D line, yeah. D line, D line. I'm like. 
That's good. Yes. Nah, I mean, take them. there are some tackles out there. I, there's no. not like a consensus number one because none of the quarterbacks make sense to take first overall. Now that Matt no. Corral is hurt, Corral was the only one I can make a case for. But Sam Howell, I think, is destined to be Sam Darnold or um, Baker. Yeah, or Baker. And then you got Pickett, who reminds me more of ugh, I don't, like a Andy Dalton almost. Like, I, I'm not sold on any of them. Pickett's I, I, got a good arm. That he does. I'll give him. He, and he played at a school that wasn't exactly loaded with talent. So, I mean, maybe on an NFL roster, he'll, he'll thrive a little bit more. But I don't see, you know, a, a Stafford or a Matt Ryan or a Trevor Lawrence or a Luck walking through anybody's doors anytime soon, at least not this year. I don't even know if – I would like to see if C.J. Stroud takes another step and then, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, the Hills and Alabama guy named uh, Bryce, uh, Bryce yeah. Young. Oh, Bryce Young, yeah. If he takes another step, then maybe next year's quarterback class will look good. I mean, what four months ago, Spencer Rattler was a consensus number one preseason pick, and now he's not. He might not even get drafted. <laughs> I think he's staying in I think school. He's, yeah, he's transferring to um, where's he going? NC State, I think. South, South Carolina. Is that what? Yeah, it's South Carolina. Honestly, that yeah, there really isn't that much good quarterback. And I'm sorry, the smaller quarterbacks I think are on the verge of being out again. You need to be Ky- you need to be Kyler Murray if you're if you're not Kyler even Kyler he had what nine balls batted down in yeah. the in the last game they played because I'm sorry if I'm six five and I stick my yeah. arms up they, I'm in your throwing lane regardless your, your offensive linemen are in your throw every lineman yeah. is six four three hundred pounds now and they're all athletic as crap but. Yeah, you have to be either a Russell Wilson or a Kyler Murray. Or a Drew like, Brees where you can just kind of get away with it for so long. Kyler has the mobility, so that's why you can get away yeah. with it. Kyler has the mobility. If Kyler I wish Hurts was that, a yeah. little more mobile. Hurts. I think he's he going to have to be this weekend. If he had, though, like an extra gear, like he's fast. Like, yeah, he's a running quarterback, but he's not. He's, he's not know. Lamar. He's not Lamar where it, it, he could be your best right. runner on a team. Yeah. He's not Lamar. He's not Kyler. He's faster than Russ, I would say, has been ever in yeah. his career. I like yeah, even even college out, Russ wasn't faster. I, I don't mind yeah, Hurts don't mind the way he is, but I think they're going to need to use his legs more, which we'll get to in what, one, two, three, like 10 bullet points from now. Um, <laughs> real quick, though, do you guys think either – Rich, uh, Rich Basasha or Pete Carroll will be gone this offseason. Because uh, we, we hit on all the coaches that are definitely out. Those are the only two that are kind of up in the air, unless unless something crazy happens the next few weeks. But um, I would keep Basasha. Vegas. I would, keep, I would too, especially if they win. Yeah, especially if they win. Pete Carroll, it depends on what the, what direction they want to do. If they want to rebuild, they want to – it depends what Russ, if he's going to be there. Does he want to go to college? You know. But if Russ stays, Carroll stays. I think they're a package deal too. I don't see this idea that they're going to split. I also don't think Pete Carroll's ever going anywhere else. If he if he's not going to be Seattle, he's going to retire. Do you yeah. see them both going to the Giants, coach and quarterback, to the Giants? No, the Giants would never hire a real head coach. Their only hope <laughs> is that they hire Flores. That is their only hope. Yeah, Flores. Only hope. Banjo or the enemy. Somebody who's got a little bit of. The enemy behind them, and it, exactly so, somebody who's gonna, you know, be with the player. I know Flor, yeah. Flores goes into the Giants locker room and they immediately have respect for him. He himself, just replacing Judge, will give them at least three extra wins. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because those players don't respect Joe Judge. No, not at all. Especially uh, maybe the fringe a... NFLers, like the special teams guys, he was you know in charge of for so long in New England. But real NFL players are not going to look at him and go, "Oh yeah, I really want to play for that guy." Because if I drop a pass, and make me run wind sprints in the hallway. Like that or it's ridiculous quarterback sneak from your own four. Um, yeah. Someone also he <laughs> someone to slap with an on. immobile quarterback, <laughs> Jake Fromm. Yeah, we've we've lost Richard Degroat. Jake Fromm um, hasn't thrown an accurate <laughs> ball in six years. All right. Um. Also, if we need someone to slap the shit out of a uh, Galladay, I man has zero touchdowns. Oh he, he needs to command. Did you guys know touchdowns? Did you guys know that? Yeah, Lane Johnson had more touchdowns than Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay combined this year. Wow. So, real quick, I do have a prediction for Eric Bieniemy. I don't think he's going to get a job this year, but when Kingsbury leaves and goes back to college next year, I can see him definitely going to Arizona. I think it's a perfect spot for him. I like that. Like when Kingsbury takes over, I like that. I think Harbaugh dips after next year. Kingsbury slides perfectly to Michigan. Boom! He didn't. He didn't turn. He was. He refused to turn down interest in the Oklahoma job. I think he goes back to college. I think Harbaugh takes. I think Harbaugh takes whatever job is available next year. Whether it's the Seahawks, the Saints, a team, a prominent team will get rid of. Yeah. Or be in Miami. Or yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. He could go to. Kingsbury could take over the University of Miami, for all we know. <laughs> Warm climate, just like when he was back at, uh, uh, where was he, Texas A&M. Really? You think after the big Ohio State win, that because that's all he needed. I Oh, yeah, yeah I guess really I guess that's, that's all, all he, needed, he yeah. needed. So, yeah, I guess that gives him a reason to skip town. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Plus, they made, then they, they made the playoff this year, too, didn't they? And they made the playoff. So that was his but biggest feather in his cap. He, he can't recruit, though. I don't know what's going on where he can't. Well, he's up against a lot of other schools, but the, the, between Michigan and Penn State, they're almost at, like, a stalemate. Like, they're never going to recruit with Ohio State, Michigan State, like all those schools nearby. It's amazing that Penn State never made it with Barkley to the yeah. playoff. Yeah, he was he electric was, in college. He was literally a here. Here's a uh, slip screen. Why don't you go take that seventy five for us? <laughs> He's returning kicks and yeah, oh, the Rose Bowl types is, Oh, the, the Rose Bowl game, one of the best performances I've yeah. ever seen. That was the closest thing to a playoff game that Penn State will see for the next decade. That game against USC, yeah. and they still lost. The Sam Darno. Fun fact: uh, former Eagle Deontay Burnett had three touchdowns that game. I'm pretty sure Juju was on that USC team. Also, he was. Yeah, that was a good yeah, team before he was a lunatic. <laughs> that's your that's your wide receiver too next year, fellas. Um, no. <laughs> oh no! So stand down. So we have three days worth of games this year. Well, kind of. I use that term lightly because there's only one Monday game. You get two on Saturday, three Sunday, and then one Monday this year. Um, we're kicking things off tomorrow at four thirty, or today at four thirty. Whenever you're listening to this, um, this is an NBC game. Number five ranked or number five, it sounds like a college team. The number five <laughs> seed Las Vegas Raiders are at the number four Cincinnati Bengals. Um, since he is currently laying four and a half points, the over under is 49. It's going to be 37 degrees tomorrow, give or take around kickoff time with a 50% chance of snow. Um, what do you guys make of this game? Um, this is the first ever playoff meeting in NFL history between two teams who haven't won a playoff game in 18 or more years. So these are two starved franchises with two red hot young quarterbacks and, you know, relatively recently hired coaches too. So I think it's going to be a good one. 
this might be the game of the uh, game of the day. Big arm car. I guess that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, you also have here fifty percent chance of snow. Who's gonna take? Who's gonna try to? Who's gonna take Darren Waller one on one from the Bengals defense? Who's taking anybody in this <laughs> oh, either of their games? <laughs> no, I'm, I mean to be honest with you, who's guarding for the Raiders? Anybody on Cincy? Yeah. I, I think Trayvon Mullen is a good enough corner. By the way, uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair has just been ruled out versus the Steelers. So now that of instead of winning by has. forty, they're going to win by thirty. Um, <laughs> so I mean, it it could be one of those games that comes down to which team's offensive line is stronger and which running back has a bigger game. Whether it's Josh Jacobs slash um, Ken Kenyon Drake or Dude, Burrow got Joe Mixon. Burrow got put in the best three solid wideouts and a back who nobody wants to hit. And no offensive lineman. <laughs> and no O-line, but they've they made it work. They've made it work. Yeah. So absolutely. Are we are we taking picks right now? Oh, Drake is hurt, by the way. So I'm I'm a I'm an A-hole. Um it's oh, Jalen sure. Richard is number two. And you know so, that since he's gonna go and get a offensive lineman in the offseason. So I have a no. couple more notes. I have a couple more notes okay. here, actually. Uh Joe Burrow led the NFL in completion percentage this year, 70.4% and yards per attempt at 8.9. He's the youngest QB in NBA and NBA. Well, he would be the youngest QB in NBA history. Youngest NFL quarterback to ever do so. He was sacked 51 times. And of the previous 40, uh, 54 quarterbacks to be sacked 50 times or more in a season, none of them have ever gone to the Super Bowl. Um, so this is going to be a good one. Um, I have some picks here. So Fireman Joe, friend of the show, gave me his picks last night. He's got Cincinnati winning the game. Oh, um, I asked my dogs this morning to help me out with the picks. What I did is I put a treat in both of my hands, and then I, this hand was the Bengals, this hand was the Raiders. So Hazel did the AFC games, and Benny did the NFC games. Hazel picked the Raiders, and then uh, my girlfriend also picked the Raiders. So two to one for the Raiders so far. I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Dude, I am a big fan of Carr. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Carr. like the Raiders. They've been playing playoff games for what two three weeks now feels like a What's month the now. line looking like on that with four and a half basically there's their head coach at the start of the season basically acts out of the nfl they're doing with yeah, rick basasha and then turning rugs is gone damon arnett's gone yeah. damon arnett didn't he fight a fan uh, allegedly i think so. none of the none of the first round picks for the raiders have worked out aside from uh leatherwood the offensive lineman there's hayward but it had like a, a few games um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Rob's gone. <laughs> He's done. I, I wasn't like expecting to hear that at all. I don't like this one really. I would probably take the points with. Uh, I would take the points. The for sure. It was four flat. It was six it's, earlier in the week. I got it. At, yeah, I see five and a half. I would probably take the Raiders with the points. I yeah. mean, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. You were going Raiders, Joel? Oh, it is five and a half. I, I did these lines literally like midnight last oh, night. So that, it moved uh, already. Dude, I uh, want to pick the Raiders so bad, but I do love Jamar Chase. That's my guy. This is a tough one. This is probably the hardest one to pick of the games this and weekend. And since he had some bad luck in the playoffs, man. Wasn't it Palmer at one year? Just They absolutely. lost to the they lost to the uh, the Steelers the one year when Perfect had the personal foul. Yeah. Yeah, when Burfick had five personal fouls on one drive and then they kicked a game-winning field goal and lost. <laughs> See ya.
I'm not even joking. I remember I'm that. I'm pretty now. sure Burfitt had at least two. I'm not, it wasn't five. That was, I remember, I was driving home listening to that game on the radio, and Kevin Harlan's poor, this poor guy had to try to explain it through the airwaves, and I was like, so confused. I got home, went on Twitter, and I was like, what in God's name happened? It was like, like four minutes of game clock went off, but it was like 15, 20 minutes of actual time that had gone by. Oh, my God. That Steelers game was absurd. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game pretty much since before th- all three of us could drink all right, so or vote, so. I'm going to go Bengals. Oh, oh, so Joel's got who you got? I got Raiders. Rich got Bengals. Mix it, mix it, mix it, mix it. There's going to be a whole lot of that going on. So I think it's going to come down to the running backs in this one. And I think Mixon has the advantage. I don't know. Josh Jacobs in big games for Alabama was an animal. You guys remember, I'm pretty sure he was the MVP of the uh, SEC title game the year that Tua got kind of lousy and Jalen came in to save the day. Um, there's a little trip down memory lane. I'm going to go with, so my heart wants the Raiders. My brain says the Bengals. I'm going to go, you know, the Raiders are the hottest team in football and I'm going to go the Raiders. If I was betting, I would take the Raiders oh, plus five and a half. Absolutely. Though, and if that makes any other sense, but I think Bengals pull it off. I just think the Raiders are. I think you got to reverse team. the curse. You got to reverse the curse. And Bengals just beat a Chiefs team that people are saying was the AFC champ already. So yeah, That's true. I'm really tempted to flip flop here. So you got the I'm, Bengals. I'm going Bengals. Right, but if go I Bengals. bet, I'm taking Raiders plus you know five what? and a half. I'm gonna flip. I'm going Bengals. My my <laughs> brain says Bengals. My heart says Raiders. Go with your first instinct, which was yeah. Bengals. All right, 8.15 tomorrow night. Somehow it's going to be even colder than the first game. Uh, the number six seed in New England Patriots at the number three seed of Buffalo Bills. Before you guys make picks, I do have some stats for you. So it'll be Buffalo minus four, unless that's changed over under in the mid-40s. 22 degrees and snow is likely with an accumulation between five and eight inches on the playing surface. Josh Allen, by the way, completion percentage in the last two years. I'm sorry, in the last two games was 49%. Josh Allen also ranks 40th out of 41 quarterbacks the last 15 years who played in freezing um, temperatures. His completion percentage is below 50 in those games. New England allowed the second lowest um, opponent's completion percentage this season, so kind of two things that someone's got to give. And the Bills were the fourth most penalized team in this entire season, Patriots eighth. Um, Rookie quarterbacks the last uh, 11 years are 0-6 in the playoffs, and the last three rookie quarterbacks are 0-3, both straight up and against the spread. So Mac Jones is up against it here, although he may only have to throw the ball three times. As he did before and won the game. Now um, I have um, I have some trivia for you if you're open to it. All right. Seven of the last eight number six seeds have defeated number three seeds. So dating back to 2017. So in 17, 18, 19, and 20, only one number three seed has moved on after the first round. Uh, would you guys like to guess who it was? And Fran? Uh, so San Fran is, they're on here somewhere, but they're incorrect, I believe. Oh, it was in two, it was 2017 where the last number three seed moved on. So I'll read off some of these 49ers <laughs> in 2020. The Browns beat the Steelers, the Rams beat the Seahawks. 2019, the Titans beat the Patriots and the Vikings beat the Saints. 2018, the Eagles beat the Bears and the Colts beat the Texans. 
Um, in 2000, do you guys remember the number three seed was in 2017 in the AFC? Ravens? The Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Buffalo Bills 10-3. Oh, yeah. It was the year Ramsey and Bortles and that yeah. super team. Okay. The team that should have yeah, and, and uh, just for um for good measure, the Falcons that year, the team the Eagles beat. Falcons beat the Rams in the first round. You might remember that. There was a dropped um, punt. I believe the Rams botched a punt halfway through the game, and the Falcons scored and then kind of took over. But, yeah, that Jags team of 2017 is the last number three seed to win a game in the playoffs. So that does not bode well for the Bills or the Cowboys this year. Well, Cowboys, that's a shoe-in. Yeah, for 2016, for what it's worth, the Steelers, and I believe it was um, – I forget who it was. I think it was the Cowboys. Both were number threes, and they both won, so. I'm going Bills. Despite the woes of Josh Allen in cold weather, since apparently I just found out that he's from California. Or yeah, he went to Wyoming, I'm pretty sure. And he went to Wyoming, which I thought was a cold school, but apparently it's not. And then I thought it was like Colorado, where it's like near the hot stuff. Apparently not. Cold. That's why nobody lives there. It's the Northwest, isn't it? Yeah, but apparently it it, it doesn't snow there. Yeah, it doesn't rain. snow there. Uh, and then um, Mac Jones also not good in cold weather. Yeah, I don't not, think. not used to it either. Not used to it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go just experience. And the Bills know what they have to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Make, this is a make huge Aguilar year. and Kendrick Bourne beat you on the outside. I'm going and Bills. Jacoby Myers. Too. Yeah, Bills. I mean, Aguilar did it once. Uh, I'll do Bills as well. I mean. Uh, for what it's worth, Fireman Joe picked the Patriots. Oh. Um, my dog picked the Patriots, and girlfriend picked the Bills. Um, so you guys are both going Bills? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's more pressure on Josh Allen than Mac Jones. Matt Jones there's more pressure on Josh Allen. That, but the thing with Belichick is his defensive game plan every week is always take away your best player, and that is going to be Stefan Diggs. And I, I could, They can't do it. I can see him being neutralized, though. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get pressure in Josh Allen's face, but they're gonna try to keep him in the pocket. They're gonna bring pressure around the edges, is my guess. Try to keep him immobile in the pocket and try to make you know stand in and make throws. I think this is gonna be a scoring would, on me of some sort. I would take the under in this one for sure. Oh yeah, forty four. Sure. I think it'll be like a 13-10 win. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna be a close uh-huh. game. Field goals will probably decide this. Yeah. At, at the same time, McDermott is also a, a really brilliant defensive mind. And you yeah, know, they got it, some players on D. Yeah, they have Matt Milano on defense. They have good safeties. Um, Tredavious right is out, right? Yeah, front four is very good. At, uh, Ed, Ed Oliver, Oliver there. Greg Rousseau, uh, AJ, yeah, Vanessa. The line has slightly they, changed too. It's has it, it, everything, now. everything seems to have changed since That's last night. Half. Yeah, these are, these are all official lines on FanDuel from midnight, so I'm not shocked they moved. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Oh, that's a travesty. Oh man, Patriots are really good on the road this year. You know what? I think the Bills are just better, but I'm not ruling out a uh, a Belichick victory. I'm going to go Patriots. When in doubt, go with Bell. So that's uh, two Bill of the Craft. That's Bill Craft for you. <laughs> so that's all we have on Saturday. Just two games on Sunday. We have a little bit warmer games. Uh, One o'clock on Fox. The Philadelphia Eagles head to Tampa Bay. Tampa was eight and a half point favorites last night. Let me double check right They're quick. They're still eight and a half. Eight and a half. Uh, 45 and a half is the over-under, so that hasn't changed either. It's going to be 67 degrees, roughly, with a 75% humidity. 
90% chance of rain on the forecast with winds between 20 and 30 miles an hour. Um, it's the number one rushing offense against number two rushing defense. However, the Bucks have allowed 100-plus rushing yards each of the last two weeks. They also allowed 100-plus to Josh Allen about a month ago. Which could be the, the Jets. Yeah, they almost lost to the Jets. Eagles average in six yards per carry, even more on the boundary. Bucks are allowing four and a half yards per carry and even more on the boundary, which is where the Eagles are going to have to attack. Um, Eagles are 10-1 and one on the road against the spread as an underdog since 2001, if that matters at all. Well, I love the eight and a half, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's hard to and turn that. So it won't be a high-scoring game. There's, it, It's going to come down to one matchup, honestly, two matchups. It'll be big play Slay and Mike Evans. Can he slow him down a little bit? He's been great against number ones all year long. And then the second matchup, I guess, will be, I mean, who do you put on Gronk, uh, McLeod yeah. or Singleton? I think they're going to have to chip him. Yeah, and also, him. somebody's going to have to be over the top. I don't know if there's any linebackers on this team that can take him one-on-one. It was easier in the past when at least you had Mills, who was willing to be physical, and you had Jenkins. Or Malcolm also Jenkins. Yeah. yeah. Jenkins was a corner at Ohio State, so it made sense for him. Uh, and the Eagles slot corner is um, is Avante, Avante, who's not very big. so Too small. Hey, this would be a perfect game to have Rasul Douglas still on the team, the big physical corner. <laughs> but unfortunately, they don't have him. I think the whole idea is they're going to have to get pressure on Brady because if yeah, they, they know the blueprint, they give him all day to throw, he's going to pick them apart. Um, I think you're going to see a more aggressive defensive game plan from uh, Gannon this week, especially now that teams are looking at him as a head coach. It's a good chance for him to make a uh, good impression. Are we expecting them to be, for both teams to be? Offensively pass heavy, if with this weather of almost basically rain. I mean, Brady played in awful weather for 20 years. I think he'll be fine. I don't expect the Eagles to throw it unless they fall behind. That's the biggest thing for them is they can't start slow like they have the last month or so. I I mean, I don't I don't want to use language, but Sirianni better blank <laughs> up because do it. Just what do it. he can't do is run the ball, you know, inside zone, inside zone, yeah. halfback sweep and punt three three drives in a row. It, it can't be that. Shots will have to be taken with Godair and Devontae. What they have to or do Watkins. also. I like Watkins on that. They're going to have to, yeah, they have to catch the Bucks without their run-stopping defense on the field too. Anytime Vita Vey is not on the field, they have to use tempo and just continue to get the ball downfield, even if they're going to run it. That's the time you're not going to be able to run it between the tackles, even with how good Landon Dickerson and um, and you know Mylotta and all these guys have been this year. It's going to be hard to run between the tackles with 400 pound Vita Vea just eating every ball carrier <laughs> in the middle. And then you also have Levante David and uh, Shaq Barrett will be back this week. Devin supposedly. White, Devin White's good. Um, and the second oh, no. one of them is out, Devin well, Dave, White or um, Levante. David. One of them was hurt, but I read that um. I'll, Pretty much all the injured guys on the team are coming back this week. Of, co- of uh, course they are. Uh, Fournette's going to try to give activity. it a go. Yeah. Godwin's yeah, out, For- right? Fournette's going to try to give it a go. Godwin's out. Brown is out. Um, well, I mean, he's out of the league. Yeah. But they have a lot of good. They've And Dominican yeah. Sue, William Golston. David is hurt, but I read that he was going to try to give it a go. Fournette's going to give it a go. The one place you can attack them is at corner. Um, every corner on the Bucks is hurt or terrible, so... We'll see what Maybe happens. Maybe the Jalen Rager coming out party. How Fine. apropos would it be for him to have a career game, two catches, 12 yards, and uh, and seven punt return yards? Yeah. If I think you're going to see 
he would get the fan base back behind him if yeah, he scored th- in this game. To be honest with you, I think what they're gonna you're gonna see a little bit more gadget stuff, a little bit more sweeps, end arounds, and some read uh, what's it called zone reads. I think if 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 they want to win this game, Hurts has to do it with his legs too. Um, whether yeah. that be a you know drawn up runs or him just making plays out of nothing. Plus from yeah, you, you need a least. lot of rushing yards from him. He's, you need at least. You got to read though. I can't have him play hero ball and just throw it into Devontae yeah. Smith. You got to be yeah. smart with it. Throw He's the taking ball care of the too. ball. He's been taking care of the ball pretty well. I mean, the, the interception against the Washington football team was a weird one. It bounced off um, Philly Goddard's foot. And then, you know, I think they're going to, if they, they got to use their speed if they want to win this game. And to the contrary, the Bucks, if Fournette's not 100%, they're going to have to figure out a way to run the ball. I mean, Ronald Jones is not very good. And the Eagles' front is good enough to stop the run. Exactly. Hargrave has been an animal this year. He's fallen off of late. Cox in a big game, I think, hopefully will make a return to playing football like a human. Josh game. Sweat. I'm telling you, if we can get the one turnover, it's the the way I'm seeing it is is if you could force Brady to three three and outs or force one turnover, you can win the game. This is a a game where they're going to miss Brandon Graham more than they have at any point this season because of his ability to go from the edge to the interior and rush from the interior and allow you. Whatever. Breaking news. uh, Allow you to bring somebody in like a Sweat or a Barnett who can rush from the from the the edge yeah and then you have an interior pass rush with him and cox next to each other this is a game they're going to miss him um, i have the injury report here it says lane johnson is questionable so he's always questionable but i mean you never know with that Josh he just Sweat is also some... questionable he has a he's illness they've been relatively healthy this year which is uh crazy which is, yeah because no more eating ice cream after every practice and team <laughs> meeting <laughs> Yeah. Dude, Doug Peterson actually had our bones brittle from all the sugar in. <laughs> yeah, it it, uh, it offset all the calcium. Um, Wait, did you guys say Fournette's going to give it a go? That's what I read. He's done. He's done. Injury oh, reserved. I read. I read he was trying to come back. Nah, it says right here. Arian suggested Friday that Fournette hamstring will be a game time decision Sunday against the Eagles. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times reports, but. It has him on the injury report. He's on the injury reserve as of today. And he needs he he yeah. If he's not on, if he's not off IR before forty eight hours or something, you can't play. Because I remember that happened with the Cardinals and yeah. Chase so, Edmonds. Two hours ago, Pro Football Talk put up a tweet that says Levante David and Leonard Fournette will be game time decisions. Uh-huh. Um, for what it's worth, Leonard Fournette's last six playoff games: one hundred thirty four yards and a touchdown, seventy four and a touchdown, one hundred seven and a touchdown. 132 in a touchdown, 89 in a touchdown, and then the game against the Steelers where he had 119 and three touchdowns. It's the uh, second longest touchdown streak of any running back in NFL history in a playoffs. JPP um, also questionable. Yeah, JPP, I, I think, is also actually just going to play. Shaquille Barrett is questionable. Shaq Barrett's going to play. And um, um, who's the uh, – Steven Nelson was held out of week 18 for the Eagles, but he was not an injured player. He was, he was just being held out like the rest. And they paid him – his uh yeah. bonus which that is was nice. cool yeah that was cool a little uh like a step so yeah i'm going i'm going eagles even though it's a heart pick i'm going eagles so fireman joe picked the buccaneers um Angel? benny picked the eagles oh benny and uh your niece picked the buccaneers so rich you're going eagles i'm going, going eagles with the upset on terrific time we've gone uh so oh more breaking news bam out of bio returning monday um so they're, they're talking about the last episode. The East is getting healthy. Um, <laughs> I just have, I have notifications uh, on for Woj. Um, all for redacted. 
Yeah. So the last two months we went from, ah, oh, the Eagles kind of stink, but it's fine. It's a rebuilding year too. Oh, they're going to beat Brady again. So, uh, Joel, Eagles. what do you think? Eagles. Eagles. Come on. Now. He is shook when he plays the Eagles. We should, and mind you, except we for the beaten them 30 times he beat them. We, we should have beaten them in Philly and we with didn't a run the full ball. roster with a full team. They had too. none of that nonsense. Oh, I don't want to hear they had AB Evans, Godwin, playoff Lenny, the full defense, everyone except Sean Murphy bunting because he broke his arm in like week one or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that game should have been a win. So I'm, yeah, I'm riding Eagles. Eagles. They got the blueprint. They know what to do. They're what? Please, a plus 330? I'll take it. I can't that. be. I can't sit here and take the Bucks, but I can't sit here and take the Eagles. All right. All right. How about this? Take them would with you, the points. Would you take the over under? Uh, on uh, over 45 and a half. I would take the over as well. I feel weird. I'm wearing a Raiders jersey, but I picked the Bengals. I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm picking the Bucks. It's just, yeah. I, there's no way Brady loses to the Eagles. He almost again. did. And he did it in the play. In well, he the beat Bowl. him two years ago in Philly. He beat him this year in Philly. He's he could win if the three of us were his receivers. <laughs> I'll be Scotty Miller out here. Which one of us would play the slot though? Because that's his that's his favorite target. Oh no, I can't have Brady scolding at me. Fair. I'm more of a deep threat. <laughs> I'm a punt returner. I'm not even a uh, a real player. I'm a water boy. I'll be on the sidelines. All right. Um, hey, Tom, the other. How are you? Yeah. The other 3-6 matchup is 4-30 um, on CBS on Sunday. And also Nickelodeon. Um, San Francisco heading to Dallas. This is the highest total, I believe, this week. 50, 51, I'm sorry. Dallas is minus three. Uh, no weather conditions because they'll be indoor in the uh, the spaceship. Cowboys are 5-2 and two all-time against San Francisco in the playoffs, and they're 3-0 and oh in the wildcard round since building their new stadium. Um, and the 49ers this year allowed 51 passing plays of 20 or more yards, which was bottom five in the league. So, they are susceptible to balls over the top. Cowboys, of course, have a thousand weapons. Uh, what are your guys' assessments on this one? Uh, this Dallas, is the dreaded 6 3 matchup. Dallas is shook on offense. They're not even in sync. They had to use their entire starting lineup for all four quarters against the backups of the Eagles. They acted like they won the Super Bowl, too. And they, like, as they won a playoff game and they took yeah. us out of the playoffs. They're I think idiots. they kind of blew their load that game. I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to come out flat on Sunday. Pressure's on them. Pressure's on them. Yeah, you're right. Niners are playing with house money right now. Yeah. Pressure ain't even on you. It's not even on Jimmy G because he knows there's other things out there for him. He doesn't give a shit whether they win or not. They're going to run the ball down the Cowboys' throats, I think. All right. You got got Kittles and Parsons. That's the match you're going to put. Who's going to guard Kittle, though? Who's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because who's going to cover Debo Samuels? Debo is. Their best Trayvon Diggs ain't guarding Debo man up. He'll go no. in the torched. backfield. No, nah, Diggs will be he'll be probably on my guess is I don't even know who Diggs will be on. I mean he'll be on Diggs one side. He'll of the be field. on Brandon Ayuk because he yeah. runs three routes every time. <laughs> he can jump every route. Um Diggs is not good, by the way. I we got to get past this idea that he is this amazing defensive player because he's a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. Um uh by the way, Miles Sanders breaking news is playing on Sunday. He is um He's just been designated with no injury status on the on the uh, injury report. Um, Give me Boston Scott. He's got a down. fumbling problem. I don't know Boston about Scott. that, especially in the rain. I don't expect it, but uh, I don't. I don't like. I don't like Miles' ball security. It's amazing no. that him and I, Saquon both have fumbling issues. 
because they went to that pussy ass college. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Silas Red isn't coming through that door anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, um, a Silas Red reference, no way. Um, uh, so I mean, Diggs just kind of jumps routes, but it's because he's targeted a million times a game because he allows over 100 yards a game. He allows like three times as many yards per game as Darius Slay does coverage. So mm-hmm. Diggs is probably going to be a top three defensive player of the year award, whatever thingy. But I don't think he's really all that good. If he didn't have the interceptions, he'd be out of the league. It's because um, he's, yeah. he's he's Stefan Diggs' brother and he went to Bama. People think he's overrated. Um, that's my little rant on him. Uh, Fireman Joe has the Niners. Benny has the Niners, and uh, the Queen has the Cowboys. So now, apparently, wow, what you call it? Uh, Cooper broke protocol. Really? Is he still going to be playing? Uh, it's he the NFL. Played. They're going to let him play regardless. Because he went to an NBA game, I guess, without a mask, and I guess they no, broke. He protocol. went to the national championship game without a mask. No, he, he him, find. Bro, uh, did you see well, that picture? $14,000 fine. I saw the picture of uh, our boy Rodrigo Blankenship with Quavo. That's all the picture I needed. Hot Rod uh, Quavo. There's a picture of him. I, I don't know who that is next to him at the uh, at the Warriors-Mavs game. I can't figure out who it is. No, it says NBA game. Yeah, it was at a Warriors-Mavs game. He got, he got fined $14,000. I don't think he's... Um, Jeez, that's chump change, I guess. Uh, and he's not vaccinated? Oh, he's with CeeDee Lamb. But um, I think CeeDee Lamb is following at least the rules for yeah, – I'm guessing he's vaxxed or whatever because he was also a mask list. Uh, all right, I anyway. mean, I'm going 49ers. Um, That's the sexy I, pick. And I like the it's under. the right pick. I like the under a lot. I think it's a defensive game. Even though the Niners lost Robert Sala, they still have that, you know, 11 hats to the ball mentality. You know and who they're um, – They're going to break is? Zeke. Isn't you know, it an African-American guy? Yeah, former Eagle, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, yeah, that's really? what I thought. That dude's fired up all the time, too. I like yeah, it. he is fired up all the time. I like yeah. – and I like that in a game like this. Get your yeah. get your defense some, you know, extra, extra oh, energy and whatnot. I just think the Cowboys have so much firepower. It's going to be do. tough. On paper. E- even a team like the Niners. But I think the Cowboys are going to come out flat, and I think – the Niners, nobody's stopping Debo Samuel. Nobody's stopping George Kittle. Everybody's stopping Jimmy Garoppolo, but nobody's stopping the running game. Um, God, it feels like such a it, – it I hate it when I agree with everybody because the public is completely behind the Niners, even though the Cowboys are home and they're favored. Who's your backup running back then? You got Zeke because Pollard's out, right? Uh, Corey Clement was on uh, was on Monday or whatever Saturday. Yeah, and he ran all over us. Which honestly, not have a big game. Not even mad. You think he's gonna Cowboys have a fold because of two things? Dak did everything he could to break Tony Romo Tony Romo's single season passing touchdown record. He threw five touchdowns, and honestly, he did not look all that impressive against no. third and fourth string corners. It helps that Cedric Wilson was wide open every play. Yeah, right. This ain't going to be a cakewalk. And like you said, I think they shot their gun a little early. I'm going think, Niners. Yeah, I think they kind of – they climax before the end of the – I think I'm going to go Niners. Screw it. Uh, the Eagles are going to win for Bob Saget, and the Niners are going to win for Danny Tanner. <laughs> um, our final Sunday game is at 8-15. Um, this is – 
Kansas City hosting Pittsburgh. The line was 12 and a half last night. It might even have grown since. 46 and a half was the total. 27 degrees clear uh, forecast, very mild winds, at, if anything. Mahomes in his career against Pittsburgh is 2 and 0 with nine touchdowns and zero interceptions. Steelers have lost their last three playoff games, allowing 43 points per game. That includes the Jacksonville game in 17 and the, uh, the game last year where they got trounced by the Browns. Um, 10 of the 17 Kansas City games this year hit the over, which is the most in the NFL. Um, Fireman Joe, Hazel, my dog, and my queen all have the Chiefs winning this game. I think this could be our first clean sweep. Chiefs. Big red, baby. Let's go. I feel like there's almost no analysis for this one. It's just like... <laughs> I want to say Chiefs. I mean, I'm probably going to go Chiefs. I just... Every time a team says, oh, yeah, we're just going to go out there and have fun, that... They play so loose. Yeah. it, it It's like almost reverse psychology. I, I yeah. So, no. I, who is going to... Who's going to defend Deontay Johnson one-on-one on the Chiefs? Trevarius Ward. I guess. Like... They're gonna he's have had a beat. rough last couple of weeks. Yeah, and if Sorensen is still a thing, they can get beat over the top pretty easy. I, mean, I know Tyron Matthew is very good, but I mean they can throw the ball. Well, not they can throw it short. Ben, they can but they, run. They can run too with Najee. It's gonna be a relatively cold game. Clyde Edwards Alaire is out, but not like the Chiefs use running backs anyway. I really like Pitt plus 12 and a half. I would probably I think, take that too. I don't know. I'm sorry. Anything over 10 points in a playoff game is just pure disrespect. So I don't I, think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got them live last year, plus 14 and a half against the Browns, and they they covered that because they were down like 28 nothing at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. They were. Yeah, that game was a. <laughs> I, I just remember walking, taking a shower, coming back out. It was 21 nothing Browns. I'm like, what? What in God's name? There was like a fumble, a blocked punt or something. What a weird game that was. I'm going to go. Um, I'll go Chiefs. Yeah, I, I guess I have to go Kansas City. But if I was a betting man, oh. I would go plus 12 and a half for I the would also, Steelers. I would also take that under. And probably take the under. Yeah. I don't think the points come up. This is like a two-touchdown game from Mahomes. Nothing I think it'll special. be 23 to 10-ish. Like a, it'll be They're going to get total. home. Pitt, Pitt will get home to him. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and he doesn't like pressure. I didn't realize how big of a baby Mahomes was oh, yeah. until well, this year. I look think. at his brother and his, his girlfriend. <laughs> he doesn't like being touched at all, and he doesn't get a lot of calls. I'll give him that. Not yeah. a lot of calls that he should get for, like, a superstar quarterback. Yeah. Mobile quarterbacks still, man, don't get any, on. though. Yeah, come on, Mahomes. You got to be a little tougher. Yeah, this will be a uh, – I, I don't know what one of the Kansas City – Stars will be neutralized, but one of them will. I think it's most likely going to be Tyreek Hill. I think that it'll be it'll either be like 150 yards from uh, from Kelsey, nothing from Hill, or vice versa. Hill was hurt last week, but he tried he's to play hurt. through it. I'll, I can't imagine he's not going to play. Oh, he'll play, but I don't think he'll be like a threat like he usually is. I yeah. go Nicole Hartman. 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 Hartman's got a doesn't he have fumbleitis? He's one of those guys that it's yeah. either him or um, who's the other one? Um, not Pringle. No, Pring- not Pringle, right? I was thinking Pringles as well. Could be a nice one. one. of them has fumbleitis. They also Marcus Robinson. They also have they have Josh Gordon too. I mean, they have a lot of guys on that team. Gordon. I, I worry about Kansas City. I think they win this game, but you know, their flaws are very obvious. And then next week when they go and play either the Patriots or the Bengals or whomever, 
that they maybe struggle or the bills. I don't know who they would play in the second round, but I think that it, Pittsburgh might show you the blueprint to beat Kansas city this week, but not do it. And then a more talented team figures it out next week. I took Titans before the season started to be my AFC winner. And the more that I look now at like what the playoff bracket will look like, I mean, if they get, they'll get who? The King will be Since, back. Since he's the three, oh, so even if the Patriots win, if it's Titans, Patriots, I think Titans steamroll the Patriots. Patriots run defense is tough. And even if the King comes back, it's, it's still Tannehill. And that Tennessee D is going to eat up Mac Jones. I'm sorry. I, think so too. I, I, I was down in Nashville. I went to a Titans game. Seeing them in person, that Tennessee D is actually for real. So then what? You have Raiders, Bengals against Chiefs. Steelers? I mean, I I'm not really. Chiefs. Yeah, like I think if it's Titans, if it's Titans, any, if it's not Titans, Chiefs, I think Titans walk to the Super Bowl. If the King comes back, Tannehill just got to make plays. Julio might be kind of reborn in his first chance to win. Julio might be reborn. AJ Brown is an animal. Titans, the one thing people don't realize about them is their linebackers are animals. They have and their safeties. They have Rashawn Evans. Yeah, they have Rashawn Evans there. He's a beast. Um, What's the other guys? Uh, ASAP Ferg, Jayon Brown. He's a beast. Their defense is really. Their defense has some swag too. Titans are. If you would have told me before the season the Titans would be the number one seed, I would have told you you were nuts. But knowing how they win and they know what their strengths are, and that's the biggest, I think, feather in the cap of Frable is they never really got away from their strengths. Even when they had Deontay Foreman as their primary back, they were still like, look, our offensive line is just better than your defensive line. We're going to hand the ball off and run it down your yeah. throat. And Tannehill is going to have one scramble for 30 yards a game. and. Yeah. Boom, you're going to have to respect his legs. And then all of a sudden, he's going to pick you apart with A.J. Brown coming back and Julio. And the only thing that offense needs is a tight end, which I think they will find. Bro, and they had, exactly. They had Delaney Walker and Jonu Smith. And Berkshire is good, but it's, I don't know. That's the one flaw in their offense. I think in our fantasy uh, league, that Rich, you can get in on it as well. Yeah, if you're interested, let us know. Yeah, fantasy league. That I won on my first for the shot. playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You you pick a roster of whoever you want, but you're stuck with them the entire playoffs. So if you pick Rodgers, you just have to stash him on the bench week one. But if you have like Mahomes or whatever, which everybody will, and he loses. He loses. You, you have out. to just kind of put him on your bench for the rest of the. So it's it's actually kind of it, there's a lot of strategy involved. I like yeah. it a lot. Well, wow. I think that year I had Delaney Walker as my tight end, and it was yeah. pretty fucking awesome having him. Then obviously it got bowed out, but dude, my first points. year. Not to get off track, my first year, I split a team with my buddy Zach. So we each just did 25 apiece. Our running backs were Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, and Leonard Fournette. We sat Fournette the week that he went off against Pittsburgh. Had we started him, we would have won that league by 20 points. Jesus. We finished in wow. fourth. So there's a lot wow. of strategy. Even though it seems so simple, oh, let's pick Brady, Mahomes, Mike Evans. There is some strategy behind your picks. Yeah. So Because if they league... get bounced, you're done. Yeah. You're screwed. Yeah, I had... um. I want to say I had Breeze one year, and that was the year they lost to, I think it was Minnesota in the playoffs. That was well, 19. They out. And they lost in the first round. That was a six versus three, and Minnesota beat them on the touchdown to Kyle Rudolph at the end. And and I, I just had, I was stuck with Breeze the rest of the playoffs. 
and Brady lost the first round, so I was stuck with him. And I just had Mahomes pretty much. Uh, so I, that was a bad year for me. Jesus. Um, so we have one final game. On record, the Monday though. night game. On record, oh, I'm no. sorry. Clean sweep. Yeah, clean sweep. All six of us have the uh, the Chiefs. All right, all right. Uh, Monday night, of course, they give them the highest scoring, the game that I'm actually the least interested in. Uh, this is the first ever Monday night wild card game. 815 on ABC and ESPN, the number five um, seeded Arizona Cardinals at the number four LA Rams. This is the, uh, there are two divisional games this year between uh, Buffalo and Patriots and Arizona LA. Rams are minus three and a half as of last night, over under 49 and a half. They're indoors, so the weather doesn't matter. Cards were eight and one on the road this year. Something that I did not realize until I did a little bit of research for this game. Um, Fireman Joe has the Rams. Uh, my dog and my girlfriend both have the Cardinals. I don't even know. This is a tough one. I also don't. This really is care the best. I don't like this is team. the best game of the wild card weekend. If I'm it's not this more, game, it's Bengals Raiders. I'm more interested in Bengals Raiders. I just don't like these teams. But I think, <laughs> I think it'll probably be the the highest scoring if the Cowboys game isn't fifty. 50's high. It's a division game, too. Division games after week 10 almost always oh, yeah. hit the under. 24, 28. Look at that. Right there. Dude, I'm not interested in the AFC games really at all. I mean. I want to see that Buffalo Patriots game, though. And Kansas City-Pittsburgh, we're just going to have to. The, the reason they gave that to a, NBC is because they know people will watch it. But NBC usually has. True. Million, so. I'm mad that they took the Eagles off Saturday night. I, I would have rather seen. Yeah. It was Saturday night at 8, which I thought was going to be perfect for them. Now that it's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday, uh, it change it changes things a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they would be the uh, – I was kind of hoping they wouldn't get Buck and Aikman either, and that's who they have. Yeah, and Buck is – and Aikman, they're bad juju for the Eagles. They are. Because you know time... it's going to be, Joe, man, look at Tom – Look at that ball from Tom Tom Brady. He's so good. Did you know he was playing when you were still playing, Troy? (laughs) It was unbelievable. Did you guys know, by the way, in um, it was 2002, I believe, when Donovan broke his leg or whatever in the playoffs, the Eagles tried to sign Troy Aikman out of retirement? No. (laughs) It was two years after Troy retired, and Andy Reid, he called him. And then the next year, the Dolphins tried to sign him out of retirement as well. The balls that the Eagles had to get Troy Aikman on. Cowboys. Could you imagine yeah. Troy Aikman was the quarterback in the Eagles? Talk about a sellout. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Randall went to the Cowboys. Exactly. Talk about a sellout move. That is terrible. Oh, That's hilarious. He spends I'll... 10 years with the... By the way, Troy Aikman's the most overrated quarterback of all time. Who's rock? Who's rocking an Eagles-Aikman jersey anyway? I had a DeMarco jersey. I got it for my birthday one year. I also have, uh, I'm the king of bad jerseys. I got it. It was it, when I was looking at my Raiders jerseys, it was this Darren Waller or Antonio Brown. So, I mean, I also have an AB Pats jersey in the, in the closet. So, <laughs> literally uh, never worn. Uh, let's, see, let's see if we try to get back on track. All right. Those so, this will one. be worth something one day, though. Yeah. So, well, hopefully. So, Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a tough one for me. Who do you guys like uh, in this one? So the Rams. I got cool. Rams. It's oh. going to be a tough one. The Stafford's going to gift them an interception. I this just is know easiness. it. Easiness. Well, smash the over on that. Stafford's There's no DeAndre. There's no DeAndre. That's fine. Rondell Moore. We got so I'm going. 
I think just Cardinals are the team, the little engine that couldn't. Yeah, you might be right, though. They remind me a little bit of what I thought the Browns were last year, where it was like, oh, it's cute that they're in the playoffs. They have a cute little quarterback. Went to Oklahoma. They have a cute little head coach. It's like in his 30s. They have a cute little I mean, maybe number one receiver, but not really. Uh, the Cardinals just don't feel like – when they were, what, 8-0, no, it still didn't believe in them at all. The fact that we're not playing them, like as in the Eagles, or the fact that they're not playing San Fran because they choked three of their last four just rubs me the wrong way. The fact that they don't have home field the entire playoffs, how do you start the season so hot and then fall apart? That's what I'm saying. The, the wheels fell off. They took the training wheels off at the, yeah. at the wrong time. They win the 2020 Steelers Award where they were good enough most of the season and then fell all the way off. So I'm going Rams. I would yeah. even go Rams minus three and a half. Yeah, I would honestly. probably lay the points. I'm going. I think they're going to stifle Kyler. Mm-mm. I got Cardinals. Yeah, cards. Nah. Give me the plus and smash the. That over. defense just started. That front four just started clicking. Vaughn's been getting home a lot more. Aaron Donald. They, the, yeah. the Cardinals line has a lot of problems these last couple of weeks. I think it's just, yeah, it's too overwhelming for Kyler. Yeah, I think uh, Kyler's going to have to be a superhero to win this game. And I don't know if he has it in him. I think they are. This is one of the games that will push Kingsbury back to college. <laughs> I don't think he's got the heart to be an NFL coach. I think they're going to fall apart. I got Rams by at least 10. Jesus. Yeah, I like Rams a lot. I guess it's the get-right game because after they just blew up the 17-0 lead last week at home, that felt like a road game. It felt like they were clicking the beginning of that game, and then they just died. Give me Um, a a Higby touchdown, though. Whoever that the the touchdown. Give everybody a touchdown on the Rams. The Cardinals aren't stopping anything. I wouldn't do OBJ. Give me a Rondell Moore touchdown. No, he, I he would. takes one of the house. OBJ? I would do. I would do OBJ and James Conner out of anybody. If yeah. I'm doing any any times, it'd be OBJ and James Conner. Give me a Rondell Moore when I think he takes a screen to the house. Really? I think it'll be fourteen nothing Rams, and it'll be like right early in a drive. The Cardinals will strike back immediately, and it'll be a Rondell Moore screen or something weird. Wow. Mm, Give me under. Give me under one and a half yards after the catch for Zach Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I, I you I'm, like I'm, the over in that in the Rams. Yeah, uh, it's a Cardinals? I think it'll be a high scoring game. So I don't know, but so most divisional games after week 10 are under, but this is inside and it's two teams that I mean Cardinals that are knew fast. Each other well, though. Cardinals are pretty fast outside of AJ Green. I mean, Rondale Moore can run, their running backs can go. They have a really athletic quarterback. If they have to spy Kyler, I don't know who's doing it. I mean, true. This team just gave up what thirty some points to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and it was close. I mean, that's fifty right there. I'm going, <laughs> bro. I don't really like any of the lines. The only line I kind of like is uh, the Eagles line. <laughs> take the Steelers points. I would probably take the five with uh, with the Raiders, which leads us to our next segment. The, uh, the TTP of the week. So we're going to do the lock the dog, laying or taking the points, and then maybe a prop. Um, what do you guys want to start with? Mm, uh, we'll just go in order. Go lock. Right. So we'll do the lock of the week. Uh, you can, so if, if somebody has the same thing as another person, you can use the same thing now that there's three of us. I don't think we ever had the same thing, Joel and I, for any of these. Okay. But um, 
this is nine opportunities for really 12 opportunities for there be some sort of overlap. So okay, it, don't shy away from your things if someone else has it, by the way. Um, right. So lock of the week. Um, Rich, you want to lead off for us? Um, yeah, my lock is going to be the Rams. Book it. On the uh, uh, on the line, <laughs> no points, no nothing. I think Rams went out right. Sir, uh, currently, if you took it right this second, be minus one ninety eight. So, a little steep, but I think that's a good picture. Well, who, what are you thinking? My lock. Yeah, give me the Raiders. Flat out money line. Raiders, wow. wow. Give you Raiders. I'm wow. Big. I'm big on the Raiders. I like them too. I want them to win. So I, I don't be, don't misunderstand me. I want them to win, but I don't think they will. My lock is Rams minus three and a half. I think they cover that times three. (laughs) I I don't think it'll be close. I think the Rams will beat them pretty bad. Really wanted to take Sam Fran with the points, but it's too unsafe. It's only three. three. It's only three. If it were more, I'd maybe think about it. Um, who it was guys... like six and a half. I who, was your, who was your lock, Rich? Uh, Rams, Rams money line. Uh, Rams flat out. All right, what are your guys' dogs? I'll take if I well if we have any. You definitely have one. I definitely have one. I don't know. If... <laughs> Let me see. I gotta look at the. Let me see this game. So the dogs Raiders this week. So it's Raiders, Patriots, Eagles, Niners, Steelers, and Cardinals are the six dogs this week. Seems like we, get, really... we get to choose one dog. Yeah. Um, oh man, I really think the cowboy. I really think the cowboy is just <clears throat> Niners. They just fumble the game away. I that's oh geez. I'm taking Niners. <laughs> I always got the Niners here. I don't believe in Shanahan enough, but I think that they I don't know. That game's tough. That game is tough. I don't think Shanahan's a good coach. I have the Niners winning that game, but I don't believe it. I just don't think the Cowboys are battle-tested. They have that big oaf McCarthy on the sideline. They'd be better <laughs> off if Dan Quinn were the head coach. I'm going to uh, go Raiders plus five and a half. Dog. I might as well just take it. I'm just going to go the Patriots. Patriots are my dog, and they are. Dude, I my... just realized the Raiders have been in three over four overtime games this year. They beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football earlier in the season, didn't they? They First beat game. they beat somebody with two seconds left on the clock. I'm pretty sure they beat Miami in overtime, didn't they? Plus the game had, last week. Who's yeah, the other see, one? They they're gonna play a tight game. Um, I'm I'm trying to look right now. Uh, they got overtime at the. What the hell they play the. Broncos, maybe? Uh, I know they beat the, they beat the Miami Dolphins with two seconds left. They won the Monday well, night game on the touchdown scared. to Zay Jones. Yep. Um, they just beat um, – what's it called? They beat Brandon Staley on Monday on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they didn't beat – they um, definitely didn't beat the Chargers. They beat him. Um, I thought they had one more. I thought it was four. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yep, you got the Ravens one, Dolphins. Yeah, that's it, actually. Just Ravens and Dolphins. Oh, no, no, and Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys on a game-winning 
in oh, you're right. Yeah, that was another Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So four games. Yeah, see, I, they're gonna play. They're gonna play whoever tough. They are. They definitely. beat the Browns sixteen fourteen. They beat the Broncos seventeen thirteen. That Colts was twenty three twenty. Yeah, they beat the Colts. That was definitely a that was a huge win down the stretch. That Browns game. That was Browns a huge win. With Case Keenum. Uh, all right, and then the points. You can either take them or or lay them. Uh, who do you guys feel the most strongly about? Points wise, I think I already have mine. I'll lead off since I already have it. Um, I like the Raiders plus five and a half. I just, I think I'm between Pitt and Philly. I'm between the PA teams. I don't blame you. Those are huge lines for the playoffs. All it takes is a backdoor by the Eagles, too. I mean, it could be a 10-point game. The Eagles could score late, and then all of a sudden, or a 13-point game, and they just score late. They could man, get a backdoor cover. I mean, 12-and-a-half in, in, a, in a line of 46, or the over-under on 46, that's too sketch. I, I'm i leaning Steelers. So what's that, like a 30, like they're, a 28-16-ish kind of game that they think it'll be? I don't know, but I don't really trust Roethlisberger at all. That's the thing with that game is I don't really what is he gonna do besides they're gonna the keep they're gonna try and keep Mahomes off the field. Yeah, you're probably you know, right. I'll take yeah. I'll take the plus 12 and a half Steelers. It feels like a, a it feels kind of silly not to. It's so many. It feels like a steal to me. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm raiding Vegas with mine. <laughs> oh man. Hey, yo. <laughs> Um, I have San Fran plus three. I don't, yeah, I like that one too. It's just a little, a little narrow for me. Was it three even? Yeah, three even. I checked. All right, do you guys have any props? Uh, building one right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about mine. I, um, I'm looking at a couple that I really like. Uh, I'm trying to decide between which one I like, though. I think my props, since I have one already, is I like Josh Jacobs over 59 and a half rushing yards. I just think he'll be very good on the ground. They're going to need to run the ball. Mixon's is a little high. I think he's in the 70s, so that's a little tough. I got luck. I got luck. Tampa's got a couple ones on here that I kind of like. All right, I have one, like, disgusting parlay. As I usually do. Yeah. I have uh, Raiders, Bengals, under 48 and a half. Bills, like money that. line. Don't Chiefs, like money line. Like that. Gronk, touchdown. Uh, Schultz, touchdown. Because uh, Prescott loves his tight end right there. Give me Debo as well for a touchdown. So I have six uh, tickets there for a grand total of, let me say, plus 4,000. Okay. So that's right there. Not bad. Um, let me see. Let me look for one, uh, a good one. I kind of like I, Tyler Johnson over three and a half catches. Dude, I've been looking at receptions as well. Like, yeah, I'm, these receiving high. lines aren't that bad. Gronk's at 58 and a half, but his catches are at five and a half, and it's plus money for the over. So and I don't feel comfortable taking the under there. Um, I don't see any Eagles props, though, which is weird. Oh, dude, Jamar Chase at 70? No, Jamar Chase at over Smack. five and a half catches? Come on, Smack. plus 102? Smack. That's a 
he's getting the ball more than five times, or he's catching the ball more than five times. Yeah. Now, Honestly, I had one on all quarterbacks. It was all passing. I have Burrow over 250, Brady over 250, Dak over 250, and Mahomes over 250. I have one that might surprise you, but I got to find the right. It's usually on DraftKings. Um, trying to, uh, here we go. I like Roethlisberger over 39 and a half pass attempts. So I oh. think they're going to be losing and they're going to have to throw it. This is, I'm going to make it past that. 39 and a half. I mean, he just has to throw it from here to here, three and a half yards at a time. True. Do you think he that's a lot? It is a lot for his last game. They just gonna yeah. That arm. Might as well go out with a bang. I mean, he's not gonna. Well, See, they I do don't. I, I think they hand the ball off a lot. I think they're gonna try and run it right down the Chiefs' throat because that's their weakest. Oh, oh, this you might know be what my I mean? lock. I might have found my lock. Kyler Murray over thirty-seven and a half rushing yards. Are you kidding me? How do you let that be a thing? Yeah, he'll have to do some magic with his legs, uh, uh, of course. Isaiah Wynn is out for tomorrow's game for the Patriots, their left tackle. Wow, that's huge. That is a big loss. But I think, don't they have Cameron Fleming as their backup? I forget who their backup is. Um, by the way, Rondell Moore seems like it'll be a go for Sunday. Uh, J.J. Watt will be back as well. He already played, I think, last week. Yeah, he'll but, be. Uh, James Conner and Chase Evans are expected to play. It was a slow news week yesterday. They were interviewing J.J. Watt and how he feels that he's returning to Monday Night Football. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, what? They asked him if he's going to win uh, Sunday, and he said, well, I can't do that. I'm playing Monday. Wait, um, is, I, he, is he actually playing? I'm pretty sure he played week 18. Wow. Good for him. The Watt brothers are in the playoffs. The Eagles miraculously don't have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> The, uh, the Steelers are plus 9,000 if you want to donate some money. <laughs> I think my favorite prop, I mean, I kind of like that Gronk one, over 58 and a half yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is Kelsey? I think it's just going to be whatever Kelsey's over is. Kelsey over 69 and a half feels like a lock. I'm just going to hammer that. Um, do you guys have any W's or L's for this week? I have, let me see. Uh, I have, what is this? Ah, one W. That's all. I think I just have uh, one W as well. All right. Rich, you got anything on there? Uh, no wins yet? No L's? It could be any any sport. Yeah, it could be anything. anything. It could be anything in the world. Yeah, it could be anything in the world. Oh, oh, my, a win my, and a loss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my W, my boss gave me the week off. I don't know, something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, my loss, I guess, will have to be that I'll have an hour and a half to complete a project. Jesus, that must oh, be geez. done at five. That I just got though today, and well, my W, suck. 
Yeah, it, it is a little bit. And my W will be, um, I mean, I don't have insider trading, but if you want to hammer something tonight, the late, the 11 o'clock game, UNLV. Uh-oh. Money line, take them. Plus 110. Rich is saying this is easy money. This is a Easy w. money. <laughs> easy money only if I don't take it, because if I do, they'll lose. <laughs> oh no <laughs> what is the college let me see this yeah college basketball all right i'm doing my, it right uh, now live on on the airs let me see this nonsense my w can double up as an l because it's a w for the kings and an l for russell westbrook so minus um, one too oh well hmm. my uh my L is going to be Russell Westbrook because he's been terrible this year. My W is the Kings because every time he took a shot and missed the other night, they played It's Cold as Ice through the other speakers. Cold as ice. That's exactly my W. <laughs> really? They also had the ice cold player of the game up on the uh, the Jumbotron, and it was him. And then he said something about, what about the last 14 years? And I'm like, the response is, yeah, your field goal percentage is still terrible the last 14 years. I really don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> That's and funny. Then, that is my exact same W. And I'll take it back on that. Yeah. Uh, the Jumbotron also had like a bandwagon cam showing all the Laker fans in <laughs> attendance. Fun. So shout yeah. out to the Kings. My second W is going to be Jake Elliott. Just set the record for highest um, field goal percentage in a single season for the Eagles. And I okay. believe he just had the most points by an Eagle in a single season as well. Wow. Jake Elliott. Gonna come back. I got to double check I- the second one. I know he broke the, it was 90.9%. Feels like we kind of ragged on him a little bit early in the season too, because anytime he missed a field goal, we were like, "Oh, this game's over." But uh, he's been like really solid the last four years. Dougie P told him, "You're gonna make when he made the 62 yarder against the Giants." Uh, he said, "You're gonna make a lot of big kicks and miss a lot of big ones, but it doesn't matter. You just gotta keep going out there." And yeah, he's a rely. I like Jake Elliott a lot. I think he's very reliable, and he's got a leg. Yeah. He missed one in that Giants game, and Jason Peters went over to him and said, you're not missing any more kicks, all right? And I think he scared him into being an excellent kicker. So thank you, Jason Peters, who is somehow his corpse is still in the blue medical tent for the Bears. It's oh, amazing. Dude, he's hurt every play he's in. That's a shame. There should be a prop for him times he leaves the game. Barstool. Yeah. And returns. Yeah, and returns and then leaves again. Jason Peters is in the they need to at this point the Bears should just draft a left tackle and just have him ready at any point. Over I can't believe yeah. he held up the Eagles for more money because they moved him from guard to tackle. It is like age 39 season. He's nonsense. Absolutely absurd. When Diller yeah, got he's hurt. No, he's no Trent Williams. He's no Jordan Mylotta either. <laughs> Jordan Mailata, by the way, second ranked or second highest graded tackle in football, according to Pro Football Focus. And I believe he was second in knockdown percentage at 0.9%, mm-hmm. which means 0.9% of the, uh, the uh, what's it called, dropbacks, there was a knockdown. So love Jordan Mailata. And that contract is steel. Oh, yeah. How he's going to live off the 17 offseason and the 18 draft for the rest of his life. <laughs> because mm-hmm. that draft, they got Goddard, Maddox, Sweat. And um, and Mylotta and Pryor, who's also not terrible. And Pryor, who's not terrible. And now he's, I believe he's in Indy right now with uh, with uh, the ginger himself. Sitting at home watching the Eagles. Yep. Let's go. Uh, oh, real quick before we sign off, Rich, what do you think? 
about uh, Wentz bowing out like that. Like, wow, yeah, he really mailed it in, didn't he? <laughs> Typical Wentz fashion, man. Honestly, I felt bad that they didn't make the playoffs, and everyone in their mother knew that they were going to lose to Jacksonville somehow. Not me. Yeah, we kind of laughed at that game, but when it when it was happening, we were like, no, they, they really don't have a chance to win this game. It was vintage wins. It felt like it, it was, was vintage wins. Yeah. I mean, their and own now, GM said that, you know, it was the biggest debacle since luck retiring. Death, <laughs> taxes, Patriots beating former Belichick assistants, except for Flores. Joey Chestnut winning the hot dog eating contest. Carson Wentz coming up small in big games. <laughs> there are just things, you, and LeBron going off in the playoffs. There are just things you can't, yeah, that are just like built into the universe that yeah, you can't rid yourself of. Yeah. I feel bad for Wentz. I really do. I, I mean, do a little bit. I think that concussion played a huge part in his, um, I think in his did. downfall. And it's not his fault he got hurt on that play. It was a dirty play by a clowny. <laughs> One um, of the dirtiest hits in NFL history. And they probably win that stupid game without Josh McCown playing with a torn hamstring. Yeah, yeah and being a PE school teacher eight <laughs> states away. Yeah. Unbelievable. He would fly in too, like throughout the week. Yeah. That, no, that actually, I worked at the airport. He would fly in on this plane at late at night, like close to 9 30, 10 o'clock as I'm clocking out. And I'm like, oh shit, it's fucking Josh McCown. Literally you getting think he was the healthiest the player on a private jet. Basically going straight to the Eagles facility. Do you think they need they made him FaceTime them when they ate ice cream so that he would participate too? Because he got hurt. It, it, it wasn't a bone injury though. Josh, it's down. It's time for ice cream. <laughs> Josh, it's Doug. <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm at a school board meeting. You can't just eat ice cream. I have your favorite. <laughs> Man, sabotaged our entire roster. We were the most we had the most injuries between 2018 and 20. 2020. I can't believe they they went into a playoff game without like any of their three best receivers. <laughs> Deontay Burnett and uh JJ Ortega Whiteside. And I don't think was Aguilar even healthy for that game. I don't think so. It, I don't it think didn't so either. Matter if he was they, they started Ertz. <laughs> Ertz had a punctured lung and he was playing that game. That was absurd. I can't believe they but also, you know, tearing his like knee against the Rams the Super Bowl year. Kind of yeah. really did his mentality because he, when he came back, True. he was not the same. He was, I thought he was fine when he came back, but he was still there was something off. He was, hesitant. I just think that team was so perfect around him that he it was destined not to fail. But he looked like a, he had so much a shell of himself, like he had like he had so much moxie in, in 17. Like as soon as it started clicking, he was just like, All right, we're, we're we're hot, you know what, and we're not getting no one's going to touch us. The only reality check they had that entire season was in Seattle. They can't ever beat anyway. So, yeah, right. I'm telling you, I think we got the best out of Wentz, and then we shipped him off. We yeah, it's a shame. First round pick, and we got him off the books. I think it's a win-win-win-win-win. I think so. I think you have to keep Hurts. That's all I'm saying. If he wins a playoff game, you have no choice. Don't go out. Even honestly, if they fall short tomorrow or today, when you hear this. He, he really only has one full year under his belt, and I yeah. he's looked better than yeah. 15 other guys. Halfway through the season, I was kind of of the thought that, hey, you know what, maybe he doesn't have the arm talent to make it work. 
but the lat the back half of the season, which is oh, it almost feels like a Doug season because they were ruled out and they were like down and out. They were two and five or whatever, and they came back at the very end, clinched playoff spot. It it did feel like a Peterson season, but um, when Hurts kind of led them down the stretch, I felt a lot more comfortable with him as a quarterback. I thought the game in Washington or was it in Washington? The game they beat on the road against Washington, he didn't really stand out at all, but he led them to a win. He didn't do anything crazy, yeah, but he down did not. seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not running the football. Everyone's like, oh, all the Eagles do is run, run, run. Not in yeah. not in those two games. We were down the game uh that the Eagles were home in Washington, you know, came to the link, they were down 14. Like you can't even run the yeah. ball down two scores anymore in the NFL, really. I mean, you can, but yeah, they can't fall behind Sunday. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't fall out. behind. Can't go three and out three times in a row. Yeah. Before we sign off, uh, impromptu question. What what was what is the percentage chance that you guys give the Eagles to win on Sunday? Forty-five. Yeah, I'll go around the forty-five. I'm gonna go about thirty-eight to forty-ish. Forty percent for me. They just need things to click. That's all it's going to take. Hit me up in the second half, and I'll give you a better, I'll give yeah. you a better percentage at the start. Leave of the, the ball lay, gentlemen. Let the ball do its thing. Yeah. Ball don't lie. That's a good I'm excited ball to watch lie. that game. I do wish it was a night game, but I'm excited to watch them in the playoffs again. I'm excited to see just what happens. I'll be at work, so I'll get the text message, and then either way, I'm getting that plane coming in on my shift. So one we'll of one, Jalen Hurts. Don't forget it. <laughs> Gotta do his thing. He'll be the youngest quarterback in Eagles history to start a playoff game, eclipsing Donovan's record in two thousand and one or two thousand. It's the biggest disparity between quarterbacks in NFL history. Age disparity: forty six and twenty three. Brady was already in the NFL before Hertz <laughs> was born. He was already winning a Super Bowl probably before Hertz was born too. Yeah, Unbelievable! Right. You yeah. know, you know how great that would be to see him beat him beat him at home. I would love to see that. Will they shake? I would hands love to see Eagles that. Win? <laughs> oh, they'll never Hell, shake. They hands. might have a parade. They might have a parade for Hertz when they get back yeah. to Philly if he oh, beats yeah. Brady. So apparently, a lot of season ticket holders in Tampa are selling their tickets because they're anticipating another game the following week. So you're, we're expecting a lot of Eagles fans to make the trip down there, and a lot of the Eagles oh, yeah. fans that already live in Florida, it's going to be pretty loud for the Eagles. You might hear some of the Eagles chants in the crowd. Yeah, you will. That's not, a very devoted, well. yeah, that's not a devoted fan base down there either. It's not like they're playing against Dallas where it's like the, the home team really does rule the city. Nobody cares about it. It's all retired people. And it's a, it's a city that's been kind of spoiled the last four years with the lightning and the rays. So, I mean, and Tampa. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect, which is usually a good thing for the Eagles because anytime I don't know what to expect in the playoffs, they win. So because that whole 17 run, I had no clue what was going to happen and they won. Yeah. And then in 18, they won. The Bears game, which I thought I had no clue what was going to happen. The double doink. But hopefully they win. Hopefully they send us off yeah, and we can enjoy our Sundays. Um, I'm glad they're not making us wait till the very end, though. I would have preferred a Saturday, Saturday, yeah. night, uh, Saturday night instead of a Sunday night because the first year against the Falcons, they were the Sunday night game. And that, oh my God, was excruciating. Yeah. And the same thing wait. at 18. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I wish it was a night game because I would have just not done the work. Cause they're gonna Fair. be coming in on my shift when they come back, and that's just a madhouse when they come in. 
So oh, I don't boy. want to deal with that nonsense. But yeah, get the champagne. You you'll be popping champagne with hurts in the boys on, on yeah. <laughs> after. Nah, they'll be right off the plane, right into their bus as I'm loading their shit off on the truck. <laughs> nonsense. Hell hurts. I need a signed jersey. My boys, my, my no. boy, he did the Dallas uh, charter when Dallas came in that one night. And he was talking to some dude. He didn't know what it was. And then he realized halfway through the conversation was Dak Prescott having a full-blown conversation with Dak. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dak seems like the kind of guy that would do that, too. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Yeah, he was like mad chill, like nonchalant. Just asking me, hey, man, how's it been? How's it been at work and stuff? And then he realized, like, pretty tall. And he looked in the light a little bit. He's like, holy shit, is Dak Prescott just talking to me? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's it's a pretty cold fan. out here. My, my ankle hurts. It's really cold out here. He's a Patriot fan, so he didn't give a shit either way. But he was like, oh, shit, Dak Prescott. Yeah. But then he pussied out on not getting a autograph. Because no one was around. No management, no nothing. Just him and Dak. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's cool. Random, but yeah. Oh, dude, I would have got a picture. No one would have believed me. Well, all right, boys. This has been fun. Thanks, Rich, for coming on again. Yeah, thank you. Time guest. Oh, yeah, man. I love this, man. Uh, hopefully, you guys have me on again. And hopefully, uh, our predictions will uh, become true. We'll yeah. And the, the Eagle, Eagles will be flying high. If the Eagles fly high this Sunday, uh, this Saturday or Sunday, I'm you coming come, back. You, gotta, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you coming. I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, for the NBA, if uh, all things go well, we'll get you on, and we'll oh, try yeah. to bring on uh, uh, Rich and I, mutual friend of uh, Philip. We get ah. Phil in there. He's a diehard NBA fan. He knows his stuff out there, though. He does know his stuff. He's a big fan of the Raptors. Big fan of uh, Kyle Lowry. So I mean, yeah, he'll. It'll be interesting, but we'll see. Yeah. But in the meantime, thanks, Rich, for coming on. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you again. It's been a blast. And so we'll, uh, we'll, you, you guys enjoy the rest of uh, of your day. You as well. You as well, man. So yeah, we're going to talk to the listeners next week, I believe, twice. Maybe three times if we have another emergency coming. But yeah, right. um, if the Eagles win on sun, Saturday, whatever whatever day they point Sunday, then uh, we might have to do a pod that night. Just to kind of wrap it all up. I mean, it'll be tough for you because you'll be coming coming home around midnight. But maybe yeah. Monday we'll do a pod. <laughs> um, but we'll talk to the listeners hopefully Wednesday and Friday next week, like usual. Um, my schedule could be changing at some point, so who knows what the Fridays will look like? But we'll try our best. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But, well, all right, man. This has been uh, the PA Turnpot episode thirty-three with Rich DeGroat. Have a great weekend and uh. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. Peace.